This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go. What's up, party people? Welcome to Binge Town TV. This is Kathleen here with B-Toms and producer Dave. Today, we are super freaking hyped to discuss the last two episodes of the new Netflix series, Curse. And boy, do we have things to say. Super hype. Super hype. We haven't even had a chance to discuss ourselves. So this is literally just us about to just break everything down. Like, this might be a long one, And if you've been following us for, like, up until now, this is the best part of the freaking season i love it i love it these We've two been episodes on the come were good up. these two episodes were very 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 good i totally agree just the hits just keep on coming it was good tv it's this season has just been one giant crescendo like we hopefully i think we're going to be able to hear it when we listen back to these episodes how much more excited we are exactly in them. and the now, first like, one was just like meh like i'm not even ready to get into this right but like now hundred percent season two when you coming out yeah they really build it up it, in the beginning it was slow but by uh, now i'm i'm ready for season two so i don't usually go after shows where i'm like by the end it was worth it like i don't yeah. love saying that about a show like yeah it's worth it in the end i think season two is just gonna be like hit after hit yeah as long as we get one let's just do this yeah let's just, let's do just this. Do this. <laughs> okay let's just do this. so episode nine entitled poisons we start off with merlin is riding on a horse kind of just through this field or whatever and he just gets shot by an arrow out of nowhere it's the fisherman it's and the we, fisherman. we like the fisherman we do. great character we He's, like the mongers oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um and he is singing the song bring us in good nail Oh my gosh, bring us in good ale. I'm too excited, which is the name of the previous episode or two episodes ago. Um, but yes, the fisherman, as we know, is uh, sent by Rugen, the leper king. He says, essentially, he tells Merlin, I'll take the leper king's gold, but this was personal. Like, this is for dad. Yeah, like I would have, I would have done this for free, but yeah. like Love the gold that. is just like a little sprinkle on top. Like, I would have murdered you just. Yeah. because so we got a little bit of fisherman backstory but it don't matter it don't matter this is our boy merlin we're talking about but anyway he says like i poisoned this arrow it's gonna squeeze your airways so like merlin's in trouble here he yeah. basically uses the arrow like he takes it out of his chest and then just stabs the fisherman with his own arrow which i look here yeah so i do have some quarrels with this this scene my one issue is that I wanted the fisherman to be like a larger character. Like he was very, he was yep. introduced very cool. Like he had a very good build up, and then it just felt like, what was it? Maybe like he was in it for two episodes, I mm-hmm. think. Exactly. And then he just died. So it was like a huge build up for nothing really. And the fact that Merlin takes an arrow that is dipped in poison and kills the fisherman with that same arrow, even though yeah. the, like he ate the coal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I <laughs> well, guess. But, like, the fisherman <laughs> literally takes okay, yeah. one stab to the neck where Merlin's literally just, like, writhing in pain. And then, Merlin's like, like, magic, too. Yeah, I, feel like yeah, I mean, I guess, like, we see him later. Later. Like, yeah, okay. You yeah, can, like, yeah, stand yeah, yeah, more yeah. than your average But, like, human. at the time, I was like, this is just fucking ridiculous. But it was a good fight overall, though. I did like I My sticking point is that I wanted to see more of the fisherman. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's I agree. why I was so upset because one of my 
highlights of the season was when he's introduced and he's like putting the dirt on that bambit. Like yeah, he it's crazy. Bar- buried someone alive. I just think he's an awesome character. It would have been nice to yeah see the reason like why he hated Merlin so much. Yeah. Like maybe there will be some go backs to that, but as of right now, we don't know anything. Everyone hates Merlin. Yeah. Yeah, except for us, who love Merlin. So Merlin kills the fisherman, RIP, we liked him. Um, And then he just kind of rides into this camp and starts just woofing down ashes and coal from like a burnt out fire. So weird. We we thought that was for the poison, right? Like a little Merlin magic trick. It had to be for the poison, Mm -hmm. otherwise. Just sucking it up or something. I thought that was kind of cool. I, 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 I like that. I just uh, okay. I love yeah. any kind of kind of like old timey ailments, like, like the a way- remedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a little exactly. herbal remedy. Exactly. Yeah. I liked when they were like back at the abbey when they were using the uh, like the fey remedies on yeah, the red like paladin the that they had to keep alive. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, but. Um, so yeah, the next scene we get is Nimue really quick in Grammaire. Wait, just really quick. I just want to say we have done past episodes character by character, but I think at this point in time, just because like everything is literally actually happening at once, like we just have to do it scene by scene at this point in time. Yeah. We realized the last podcast episode that we did, there was a lot of skipping around. We think it's just easier to go from point A point b and yeah. this is how they it's the finale episode so yeah, that's yeah. Not early on it was really doable because everyone was like had not ever met up like they yeah. were just mm-hmm. all doing their own thing so it was a lot easier but now it's like okay scene by scene because everything means something the next scene yeah there's a lot of moving parts um so go back yeah go so back. yes okay merlin is eating the coals and then we go to nimway and grammar quick scene all i got from it is they're telling her hey the fae are gonna starve in a week like this siege is really cutting into us we gotta we gotta figure something out here so the next scene we get here is with uther and the queen regent um and essentially the queen regent is telling uther informing him that nimway and the fae have taken back the city of grammar from the red paladins um, but a little bit of strife between Uther and the Queen Regent. Uther says he wants to lead this siege of Grimaire to take it back, uh, but the Queen Regent has pretty much already sorted it out so that the Red Paladins, i.e. Father Cardin, are going to lead this siege of Grimaire. Right. Um, and that's more or less all we get there, but the Red Paladins are hanging around with Uther's forces, so in the same camp, we get a scene with Father Cardin, and a new character is arriving in Abic Wicklow. This was really cool. I like this scene a lot. Yeah, Do I, I, should I break it down? Yeah. All right, so we get introduced. So it's Father Cardin. Uh, like we said, it's just they're at the camp, and we get introduced to Abic Wicklow, mm-hmm. and Abbott, like, immediately Father Cardin, like, bows to Abbott Wicklow. Like, so this means that, like, he has, like, I guess some, like, higher, there's a hierarchy and he's up there. And he's up there. Yeah, exactly. But they're going back and forth. They're, uh, they're like, what brings you out here? And he's just like, oh, you know, like, Father Cardin or um, His Holiness is just, you know. Sent me out here to get experience in the field. Um, but he says, my interests tend towards strategy. Correct. Yeah. And he does refer to him as His Holiness. So we know that His Holiness is like the t- like tier one. He's like the one above everybody yeah. else. Um, He's a little wimp, doesn't drink. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Drink. He's wimpy water, looking. Just water for me. <laughs> they have a right. good back and forth there. Yeah. Like that just like shows like yeah, that was interesting too, that, that comment, because it, I guess it shows the dedication between the hierarchy. Like I'm sure his holiness wouldn't have taken a glass of wine either. He probably would have had only water. Like, yeah, probably. That's, just because, highlights his discipline and commitment yeah. to the faith, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, ew. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. Just like truly, ew. Why would you ever want to be? Yeah, we're just, just we're just sipping type. down whiskey at the moment. Last so. week when we were like, like, what, where would you want to be? Like, which faction, quote unquote, would you be in? And we we're all just like, we don't, we're not sure, but definitely not the fucking red paladins. Oh, <laughs> like, no. if you, if anyone Never. who ever showed, that's why Iris is like the worst. Uh, well, anyway. it depends on who you ask, yeah, but true. we'll talk about Iris later. Anyway, sorry, I just um, sidetracked. So Wicklow is essentially here. They end their conversation. Wicklow is showing interest in seeing the Weeping, Weeping Monk, monk yeah. and he kind of has a backhanded comment. He says, I, I want to see this notorious Weeping Monk who let the face slip through his fingers at, a, what was the name of their camp? Nemos? Nemos, yeah. Nemos, Nemos yeah. Um, and he's Although like, he does say, like, albeit he did find their camp. But he's but, like, but he's like using terms like he's like he did track them with like uncanny skill. Like yeah. he, like he has these suspicions. He yeah. knows that he knows that the weeping monk is not what he appears to be. He's definitely not. I mean, we know this already. He's not human. You know, he's not yeah, a man I blood. I didn't like Wicklow. Wicklow, thumbs down, bad guy. Good actor man. though. Yeah, Good no, actor. Exactly. Whenever he's we say like, that, like thumbs down, bad guy. You know, like shit, fuck that guy. Like that usually means that the actor is really they're just good. good bad yeah. guys. You know, mm-hmm. agreed. And they have a. I just love their back and forth, man. Just like talking about, you know, uh, stupid. Like they're they're trading like. Uh, witty remarks basically and yeah you know, i don't remember any off the top of my head but as much as i hate the red paladins father Cardin is great i, I mean yeah. he is oh you're hopping on the train i'm I on the tra- i mean i've always Cardin. been on the train i just feel like i yeah. haven't vocally said he's so and we'll get to it there's a scene in 10 where i was like fuck he's good yeah like damn <laughs> i okay. think i know the scene you're talking yeah. about oh, that's good. um anything else to say about this scene um With one last thing is that with like the towards the end they're talking about like your campaign is like not mine or like both of our campaigns are the same you know what i'm talking about like it was really weird because they made it seem like they were almost not they didn't have the same goals like it was really weird i do not specifically remember that but the whole vibe between them leads me to believe that like father Cardin isn't entirely wicklow was saying like you're don't like don't worry like because father Cardin was like being suspicious of like the reasons why he was there and all this stuff and like father Cardin's like sipping his wine he's just like like i don't know what you guys are up to and abbott wicklow basically is like i assure you our campaign is your campaign like we support you we're going to give you all of our support but it sounded like it Two almost different seems groups. like the Red Paladins might be like a separate militarized faction within um, the church. Yeah, with okay, so that's a good way. That's, that's a good what way. It yeah, is. That's, I actually, that's I actually don't remember that exchange specifically, but mm-hmm. it seems like that could be the dynamic there. Oh, and then the whole setbacks thing <laughs> was like funny. It was like, remember he was like, uh, like Father Car or His Holiness is saying that you there were setbacks, and Father Carn's like. You call them setbacks. I just think them as a, like it, like this just happened. You know, we're yeah, gonna yeah, move yeah. on from this. And then Wabbit looks like, like sure, whatever. And then they're talking back and forth. And you know, Cardin says something like sly to him. And then he's just like, "Well, don't forget your setbacks." <laughs> like, yeah, 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 setbacks yeah, yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. That was a good mm-hmm. one. But yeah, I think that's pretty much good for that scene, right? Yeah, I agree. So moving on, we get Morgana and Nimue. They're just kind of talking about the current state of the phase. Uh, Morgana agrees that you were right to take Grimaire. And we're like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, she was awesome. And then she says, Hawksbridge should be next. We should take everything between here and there, burn all the cities in between of anybody who opposes us. Yeah. I don't know if she goes that hard, but she gets so she gets aggro no. so quickly. And Nimue is trying to, you know, counsel reservation for herself. And Nimue is all sorted out in her mind. So she's counseling yeah. reason to Morgana. It's just showing that the Kaliak has her teeth in Morgana. And Morgana is just like, look, just let the sword you know guide you mm. you know stop running you know i like a i like a character where they are taken over by something maybe evil or demonic but they're still themselves where it's not it's like it is not i, I don't want to believe not that herself exactly but she's but, still yeah. a little bit herself like she's it's mm -hmm. not like she's fully a demon well yeah, she's no, still on and i like that way. she's still i just Nimway. like what that when there's such a gray area where like i don't know i mean you don't yeah, know who's scheming, talking yeah. or if if nimway's me or that's, not what, nimway. that's a good way to put it i think i think that's a good way to put it. it's like who's talking like right exactly. now like in this scene it's definitely morgana talking but when, when we saw nimway become the fey queen and she was just like fey queen like she was chanting it but she yes. wasn't there was no enthusiasm that and was a Kalia. i like to think that Morgana maybe is like trying to fight it internally. Like I just make this shit up in my head where I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that they're having some sort of internal battle where she's like, I'm tr Morgana's trying to fight to through, yeah. but the Kaliak is just taking yeah, over. Yeah, right now I think she's just trying to understand what's what's going on with her. She, she ate a really spider now. Stuff's anything. starting to happen. <laughs> she's like, maybe I shouldn't have taken that spider, <laughs> yeah. but it's too late now. Yeah, when she's all spider hits. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, next scene we get real quick with Dave's girl, Iris. She's, like, burning herself Bay. over a candle. Being a psycho. She's, She's like, talking psycho. to herself. No, so let me be clear. I think Go the ahead. actress for Iris is very attractive. Iris herself is a conniving little bitch, and I fucking hate her. <laughs> yeah, yeah but she's, yeah, yeah, she yeah. sucks. I mean, this scene's crazy. Bloody crosses on the wall. Like, I, I mean... This is what, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, why is she so upset? Because she didn't kill Nimway when she was in Grimaire? Just, yeah, like, she's just shit talking herself yeah, like yeah, every yeah. psycho does. But she's like <laughs> chanting, like, kill her, kill her. I will, I will, I will. Two sides, two sides. Nimway. Yeah. So yeah, she's, I can't get a read on her. She's a really interesting character to follow, actually, so far, because she just has. She's I would like to get a thing. background story of Iris, like why she's yeah. like this. Oh, I would definitely love that. And I think Iris is, we will get that because Iris is going to be like uh, a main villain. I mean, even at come this point on. in time, we're, yeah, I mean, okay, yes, I see where you're coming from. But yeah. even at this point in time, we know Iris is like, she gets her own story. Like she is going to be a main villain. I was shook you know? when they gave her her own story. Like, where it evolves by the end of 10 i'm like you're kidding yeah 10 you better can't stop wait to get yeah. there we gotta just do this I know, we gotta I know, do this okay. she <laughs> oh man 10 is great all right so that's all for iris yep. right now we move on to merlin arriving in grammar to see nimue on the throne nimue breaks the news i'd like you to meet merlin the magician aka my father everyone's like <laughs> Pim's like what what? This is your father. You Kim said something really funny. I don't remember what it was, but it's she's like, just you're adding, joking or something. Yeah, yeah. adding like, like brownie points for Pim. I yeah, know. definitely. Yeah, they sprinkle them on there. <laughs> um, so, so Merlin wants Nimue to come with him to see Cumber, um, so that they can give him the sword in exchange for his help protecting the Fey. We, we've talked about this before. Everyone is telling Nimue to use the sword as bargaining chip to cozy up with one of the many kings that are trying to claim the throne. Give them the sword of power in, protect, in exchange for protection 
of the Fae. Mm-hmm. Merlin is simply saying, go with Cumber. He's got an army of Vikings. He's crazy. Like, give him the sword. And, of course, Nimue doesn't trust him. I mean, well, last that, we saw yeah. him. And she had to be a prisoner, right? In the dungeons. Yeah. She yeah. Was, yeah like, like you can way. live, but you'll be in the dungeons. Yeah, for the rest of all eternity. <laughs> it's not that long. Not that yeah. long. No, yeah, no, just no. wait it out. Um, but I just want to say, I just found it. It's Pim. Go- Pim <laughs> chokes on an almond. And it literally mm-hmm. says, "I just." She goes, "I just choked on an almond," and then like looks up and is like, "Oh gods, are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Oh, gods, so are you serious? Pim, yeah, yeah, Pim yeah. is so good. Next, we get Arthur. Oh wait, wait. I do want to okay, say I like this line uh, from Merlin to Nimue. I'm not sure if it's in this specific scene, but he says, "Any fool can die. Living takes imagination." Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that line. And I'm what's like, interesting that like Nimue offers Merlin as a guest to like, because she was treating him at the beginning like with hostility, but like at the end of the day, it's your father. Like, I'm not gonna go with you, but you can stay the night as a guest. Yeah. There's tension, but it's not like you know. There's bad, total bad blood between the it's two. Your I'd dad say. And yeah, exactly, Merlin exactly. The trying to give yeah. him a second chance, almost. You know, like this shit. The shit that she saw was hundreds of years ago. Mm. Fucking a. So. Yeah. Well, I just like the bond between. He keeps saying, "It's my kin. You're my kin." And I like the idea of even though they've never met, and there's probably all this lore around Merlin. She's like, like you said, Dave, sh- that's my dad. And, and there's a bond. There's something, familial yeah. bonds are not something to fuck with. I mean, immediately. Exactly. And Merlin doesn't have anybody, really. So I, I said this last episode, Merlin being her dad made the series for me. I was yeah, like, was there it is. Yeah. Huge, yeah. That's the huge. plot twist we need. Yes. And that's where we get all this, you know? Like, all of this. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, cool. So we can go into the next okay. scene, which yeah, yeah is. Arthur and Morgana. Which I just want to say, Luke I'm upset that he's not on this podcast because in earlier podcasts, he had stated uh, that he hated the fact that Arthur and Morgana never talk. Like they always just kind of avoid each other. They don't really ever have these Mm one-on-one conversations. And now we finally get why. My God, Morgana acts like he, she, he walked in on her watching porn or something. Yeah. She is like, wait, no, what, what, what didn't you, what were you, how long were you standing there? Yeah, She's exactly. Like, and like the reason, <laughs> and so we finally get the reason why there's this tension. So Morgana basically admits, she's like, you going to your uncle really was not a good idea in my mind. He's the one who basically sold me to the Abbey, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we get Arthur's side of it. He says he's been in like this was a very good scene arthur did a very great great job arthur grew on me a lot in the last like three episodes as a character very vulnerable he's literally like i'm 12 years old like what the fuck do you want me to do about this and it was emotional he's crying the whole time um and he essentially said he just wanted to participate in the tourney for like one shred like one chance to like do something with his life for honor for like greatness and i'm sure with honor comes then the money which he can then but yeah yeah he's just like i want to he was just saying like i've never had that shot and i've you know been in debt since i was 12 you know i I just wanted to go for it and if you know begging to my uncle for this chance is how i got to do it that's what i'm gonna do yeah and then i guess uh Something starts happening to Morgana. I think it's like some reaction with the Kaliak or something yeah. like starts to happen. And Arthur's just like, yo, you good? What's going on? She's hiding a dead dog, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah that's right here. As he leaves, Morgana just whips out this dead dog. Like, 
What was the door? Did I miss prom? something? Did I miss that too? Uh, I, I have no idea. So <laughs> we all like, blink at the same time and miss that, what, that, where the dog. Or maybe it's just comes important again. So. Maybe it's just maybe showing it's you that the Kaliak is just taking over. It has a bloodlust. Yeah, you know? normal Morgana wouldn't have a dead dog. Yeah, in a yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, the dead dog is not a main character. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> he doesn't have forward. an IMDb credit at yeah, all. No. <laughs> maybe you should though. We're talking about it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're really talking. Are about him uh Ooh. rip to the dog uh so the next scene we get is in the red paladin camp again and it is the weeping monk bringing the green knight gawain to father Carden. Mm-hmm. loved this exchange because gawain's just defeated he's staring down the weeping monk and he's yeah. then he looks at father card and is like i know everything father card's asking him what do you know about like the sword of power? Where's Nimue? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he's like, I'll spill the details, yeah. but it won't be the details you're looking for. Yeah. Fucking great scene. It was perfect because like they're having this conversation that like some of these face scum can pass for humans. And like Gawain is just like looking like the condescending Wonka at the weeping monk. Like, Oh boy, we yeah. got a fae right in his midst. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, why when, in a later scene there's like why didn't you say anything it's yeah like, I, it's gawain's a respectable dude gawain is a respectable dude we like gawain Rip to gawain yeah. do we like gawain i like gawain. I like paul gawain. does do not we? paul does really? not paul why? is not a gawain guy he just i guess in the first introduction we get of him uh basically gawain comes off as standoffish he was pretty saying he, was, he hated the line saying something about that's my nimway yeah, but we all liked when him and Arthur it's an came older together. brother relationship. Like exactly. that's the thing. Like that's what we decided at that when when they had that handshake. It was just you Honestly, could just see he was an older brother. Anyone who likes Nimue is cool with me. Yeah. 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 Boys definitely. of my boys are my boys. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Nimue is a I think she's a good MC. Maybe not the best, but she's a good MC. Like, she has gotten so I, I mean, they wrote her character kind of <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think it was kind of wishy-washy in the beginning. It's like, which way did you want to go? And there's really not enough time for her to to be like, oh, she came into herself. I don't really know that it played that way in my brain. But God, she was good by the end. Gods. 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 She she killed. I mean, Catherine Langford was great the whole time. I truly think it was the script in the beginning. Mm Whatever. I agree. The script I, was pretty bad. The CGI she, also wasn't doing it for you right. either. Right, and yeah. but she, man, incredible by these ends. She has some good ass scenes in these last two. Episodes. I want to see. She's a badass in some two. scenes. I still think mm. when they're taking Grimaire and like she just like trots out on that one white steed Dope. and it's just like, come on, come take me on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's now, she's a badass. I, I like the character a lot. But Kathleen, point. here we are at the scene that you love so much with Uther and his mama. I don't know if you want to lead us in. Okay. I can lead us in, and, or you can get the reaction. So I don't have any of the details because yeah, I watched it last no, week. No. I forget. But yeah, yeah, yeah. how dope. Like, you got mommy issues? Just kill her. So, yeah. Uther essentially tells his mom, oh, yeah, we dealt with the Red Paladin so that I can lead the Siege of Grimaire. I'll get the sword, but, you know, in exchange, I told the Red Paladins that they could get, you know, wind up with a bunch of the occupied territories, and, and they're as also going to get the witch, Nimue. As he's telling her this is, you know, pouring a nice glass of wine, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in celebration of what he had just accomplished, you know, yeah, he's a making sip, a Mom. deal. Have a sip, mother. Yeah, have a sip of wine, <laughs> and, like, kind of through his monologue, like, breaking down what the terms of the agreement are, she starts coughing, says, oh, it's nothing. Hacks <laughs> up a gross loogie. Yeah. Like, she started, yeah, 
Uther poison his mom, and it's awesome. The acting here is great. He's mm-hmm. just looking at her Uther like... Uther was always a great character, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm, he's just a wuss, but he's now a he's wuss. coming Other than his the own. fact that he's a wuss, like, I just think that all of his issues... I would like, so disagree. He was not always a good character. He, like, only him. just started growing on I man. liked him. No, I liked him. He was always interesting. I think whenever he came on screen, screen his scenes just drew me in. It's interesting because it, he was the one king that wasn't confident. He's going yeah. off he of what his mother... He was thrown into this well, situation and had no control over any of this. In a Merlin world, was the blame. In a all. world of Game of Thrones where everyone is entitled and thinks that they have a claim to the throne and they're confident and they're ready to just right. fuck everything up, there's Uther who's just like... Well, <laughs> like, well, he's trying. He's Uther, always trying Uther to think. Would things. like be the Tommen to Cersei, you know yes, what I mean? Like just exactly. a puppet head. But now he's realizing that's yeah. what it is. Looking around and being like, "No, I want to be the always, man. I want to be like the he was always logical. Like he always meant well for his people. That's why I liked him. Even in the scene with Merlin, when he's just shitting on Merlin, he's. I love that scene too. But this was another great Uther scene. Sure. I loved. Oh my god! Yeah. I was watching this like he's sitting there. He's just you were the you killed my fucking mother. Like I know yeah. who you are. People told me these things, and you killed my fucking mom. I'm he has two one-liners. He says like, "No surprise, you gave birth to a stillborn." Yes. And then like with her dying breath, he says, "I am now and forever your son." And he like smiles this twisted smirk. Remind me of the Joker. And I was like the Joker. Oh my gosh, Uther, it's clap. So good clap i love that scene i think the way they killed her is drinking the spiced wine too like i think that's exactly the way she killed the the, sylvia the pet you know and there's something about like finding out sure he's a king but he lived this life with this mother quote-unquote who was cold and distant and even though he was a king, you look back and you say, I could have had a mom who fucking loved me. Right. And yeah. I didn't have to be a king. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is, yeah, he is stressed to the max Exactly. Right now. Like, I don't. Ha- I didn't have to go through any of this. Being a king is a fucking burden most of the time, but you're born into it. You're the heir, apparent, yeah. whatever it is. But if you didn't have to be that, I don't think anyone would ever really choose it, you know? It's good stuff. It would be fun to be king. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of us would choose it. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Good on Uther killing his mom. <laughs> we are very good on Uther yeah, killing his mom. Yeah, RIP. The show takes another life in the Queen region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next scene we get is Uther sent a messenger to Grimaire, uh to tell Nimue the terms for her surrender. Essentially says you will evacuate within 24 hours and surrender yourself peacefully. You can live in dungeons if you give Uther the sword. And that's the deal. That's what he says. We're going to roll up on you, kill all the Fae, or you can surrender yourself, give me the sword peacefully, and, you know, and then he's just get your guys out of here. He doesn't say they're going to kill the Fae. He's like, uh, they can return to their homes. And she's like, they have no homes. What are you right. fucking talking about? Like, yeah. I, need a, I need an exact plan of what's going to happen to the Fae. Otherwise, right. I'm not doing anything. But so she comes up with this idea. She says, Uther can guarantee safety for the fey i will give you the sword and you know the guy i'm pretty sure morgan is so mad right now the guy has a smile he's like let me tell this to the king but he's probably gonna say yes to this yeah he just wants that he uther doesn't care about the fey he cares about the sword and nimue Mm -hmm. uh as a bargaining chip so yeah he's probably going to take this deal we think yeah definitely i have a quick question for you guys yeah and you might know this this might be really dumb what year would you say this is taking place in? 
Ooh. Oh my god, I can't even begin to put a number yeah, on Yeah, I don't know. Like I was just trying to think of it. BC? No, definitely not BC. Like but maybe BC? I don't even know. Let's like, take yeah. the magic out so of it. Maybe it's like super renaissance yeah, and no, but yeah, pull it up, pull it up. There's I'm all right, let's if we're gonna make this guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull fifteen hundreds. No way. No way. I would say like four hundred AD. Okay. It, Google search says no. fifth and uh, late fifth and early sixth centuries is like the tale of King Arthur. Okay, what did so I literally seven. just say? Four, so five hundred to six. Five hundred to six hundred. I was close. Yeah. So this is four hundred. Okay. This could be four hundred. This right is also now. a unique. Oh, I really overshot. I literally yeah. just. I just. I'm a beast. I just yeah. knew that. Not BC though. <laughs> it wasn't BC. I, it could have. It could have been. But I said no. I specifically said four hundred AD is okay. the year that I. I would so like to like think 500. BC and AD is non-existent in this realm because no one's saying Jesus Christ or anything. Well, actually, so. hold up. This is funny because in the uh, Abbott Wicklow scene, Father Cardin says, this is the real crusade, not the one going uh, on in yeah, Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, so yes. That I is, totally forgot know. about that. I totally okay, that could be it. That. The yeah. Red Paladins could be a mili militarized force specific to annihilating the Fae. Correct. God, I wish and magic was the, the church. So like, you were right. Wicklow, you were right. who the wears church. the people that wear like the black... His holiness is literally the, just like the church. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So we let's were, go we with were, that. That yeah, sounds no, good. I think we're good. Yeah, that sounds good. I think that, we're that. good on this scene now. Like that was basically it. That like was the, a perfect segue to bring that up. I yeah. forgot to bring up that quote, but yes, I think the actual what I'm stuff here for. is an actual thing. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. here for as well. I've been thinking well. about it for a long time, but I just never spoke those words out loud. So I'm glad <laughs> we talked about it. Okay, so we go there. We get a really quick scene with a fey guy talking to a human man in the streets of Grimaire, and he just beats the shit out of this Well, the guy, guy has a fucking cross on his door. You're going to get your fucking ass kicked. Mm -hmm. So he gets jumped. It's highlighting there is now strife between the humans and That's the, the main reason, yeah. occupants of Grimaire. Tensions are rising. Okay, so moving on, and maybe one of you guys can make better sense of this than me, but it's the introduction. It's the first we see of, well, the second we see of Gawain, but he's in Brother Salt's kitchen. Oh my gosh. I don't yeah. remember anything specific of the exchange other than that Brother Salt's like a crazy dude. I guess he's like the Red Paladin's resident torturer. The blind guy? Yeah, the blind this guy. Is the, this is the first time we see Brother Salt, yes. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, his I loved the character design. Just the sewn eyes. It was so yeah, gross to look at. Like, I'm gonna rip your eyeballs out. And yeah. He's like too late. <laughs> so Brother Salt's crazy. Yeah, and, and I like that. Is in his chair, it's a good torture so. scene, yeah. Um, next then, scene we get back is to Nimue. Nimue in the throne room, and she is passing judgment on the Fae who jumped beat up the, the man human blood. Man. Yeah. Uh, and this was actually a really This is cool a crazy scene. scene. Yeah, this I is one of those scenes where scene. Nimue, you know, is the sword is definitely getting to Nimue. She makes one of those brash, like, leader decisions and cuts this dude's hands off in one fail Unbelievable. She just, she just, like, put out your hands. Like, they're coming off. And boy, do they. She says, hang them from the gates. Like, and she just walks out of there fuming. She just flipped the switch. Definitely. Yeah. So non-Rel Paladins, this is like the the lowest Nimue has hit. Like, she is literally harming her own kind right mm -hmm. now. Like, that's. Gotta be a leader, though. And she is. You gotta make a statement, but is that the statement to make? Like, she at the is, time, I was like, this was not I a think, good idea. I think she had to make a statement because she is one against the humans coming after the Fae. 
but she would be a hypocrite if she didn't penalize the Fae going after humans. I don't yeah. think if she, she has this, I don't think if she's ever she, come in contact with a sword, like if she is just the Fae queen, just like as is, like she does not cut that guy's hands off. Like bro, I think the she, sword she, is bro, literally making her do that. If she never came in contact with the sword, she never would have become the Fae queen. That's but let's true. just say hypothetically if she was, like I think Nimue is that kind of caring person where she's seen her people struggle and be abused there was no way she would do that yeah, to there another wasn't much hesitation I, dude, I think it had to have been the sword just what? her showing no it. mercy just cut but it was a great scene definitely because yeah, normally you would see the hesitation and being like so- someone advising her to say yeah. you got to make an example out of this yeah. person but you're right there wasn't really that she's like all right let's do it the sword was her advisor <laughs> yeah but, but yeah so the sword is just still whispering in her ear i i love that scene mm-hmm. nimway's a badass we get more of gawain in brother salt's kitchen next brother salt walks out to get some soup right he's like yeah. some soup then we ride again yeah. and then who <laughs> strolls in but the weeping monk and gawain and the weeping monk just kind of clear the air and they get it out in the open gawain's cool. just like hey you're ash folk aren't you which is one of the fey villages he he's just like yeah. you got to you're literally destroying your own people. You could become this our greatest weapon if you just realize that Father Cardin is literally manipulating you, you know? Yeah. You have all this potential. You're, I've seen you fight. You kicked my ass. Weeping Monk is asking, like, why didn't you turn me in? And Gawain is saying, we're still brothers, man. You're still, you know, blood of my blood. Yeah, all Fae are Fae brothers, even the lost ones. Like, yeah. that's your loyalty, awesome. baby. Your people need you. Tell them what you are. Yeah. Unbelievable. Own it. Yeah. Own, it. Own it. And so the weeping well, monk what, definitely is. What he said is if because the weeping monk is just trying to justify, he says, This is where I belong now, more like reassuring himself than anything because he knows Gawain's making a lot of sense. I um, mean, Gawain says, Dude, if you think you belong here, then tell them what you are and see how you get treated. Because yeah, you love do that. not love belong that here, buddy. Yep. And the weeping monk, you can tell this is resonating with him. He's having he walks out and he's just like conflict. questioning everything. Uh-huh. Like you could see the the intensity in his face, just like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, honestly. Who am I fighting for now? We good here? Yeah, it's a brief Moving. brief scene. Oh, he says you don't even know the difference between kindness and hate. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoa. You yeah. don't. You don't because you've been literally brainwashed. You've literally yeah, been brainwashed. You he's don't. Stockholm syndrome. He don't know. He doesn't know. But good yeah. here. So next we get Merlin just kind of hanging out, observing his wound when Nimue walks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did she ask? Like, what does she ask? She's like, is this what it feels like? Yeah. They're okay. This is their first chance to like really talk one-on-one and she kind of starts to open up because she's not in front of her, uh, her council anymore. She she's literally just cut the hands off the of a fae. Yeah. And now she's like questioning her decision. She comes in and she's like, so it was the sword. It had to have yeah. been the sword that made she, her do that. You hit it right on the head. She said, is this what it felt like? And he's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, is exciting. What it is. You literally saw what it felt it. like. Yeah. You saw me and peak me. So, but she doesn't want to give up the sword. That means just, you know, yeah. that is their main defense, basically, at this point. Her and the yeah. sword are the main defense. Um, And Merlin is just once again trying to, now that she's like not sitting on the throne, she's not like, Fae Queen Nimue, she's just Nimue Nimue. He mm-hmm. says, 
he says something cool like the age of men is upon us like the fey people went from the rivers to the forests to the caves and they've adapted all over the place which i thought was cool because that probably lends credence to the fact why they're all like kind of like snake people or yeah right yeah yeah they had to as the world of men like populated they were pushed back into the forests and stuff right um but and actually this is where we get the quote any fool can die living takes yeah. imagination mm-hmm. and he says dot 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 please, please reconsider umber's offer yeah he's saying this is a very fatherly this like, is literally like merlin saying i don't want you to die in way yeah. like just be smart about this i've advised kings for hundreds of years like i know how you can live this is the way to do it yep it's really interesting that Nimue, I mean, this is every tale of a queen or a king where they're ready to die for their people. And Nimue never asked for this. Nimue has been cast out mm-hmm. her entire life. Yeah. She's always told people that tell her, like, you are going to be the queen. She's like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Everyone hates me. Yeah. Like, she had lived a shitty, bullied life. She's like Jon Snow. I don't want it. Yeah. It's I like, And that's why it. you're good for it. And you that's know? exactly People why. who don't want it are good for it and man nimue is ready to risk it all she's ready to just i'll, I'll yeah she's going to go out so real quick still in grammaire but outside of the castle walls we get an iris and pym interaction <laughs> i loved this iris scene is being two so, completely like, so polar opposite polar opposite like personalities <laughs> like pym's just like the free-spirited just i'll do anything and then iris is church pym's so sarcasm is just so good it's because it's iris is coming because iris the is content, coming off as a con- bitch as the always. context is iris is like saying oh i'm so poor like my father's sake give me work in the castle so i can support him but she just just wants to get close to nimway pimp's like i'm I'm not fucking anything i am literally bottom of the barrel like why are you asking me for (laughs) her facial expressions do it for me they're just so funny she's playing i said this last episode but she's playing it comedically and it's hilarious it's so good she's doing it for me she's like because iris just keeps bugging her and she's like Mm -hmm. piss off and then iris says something like you're one of them aren't you like the one of the ones who can pass as human and and that's when she's like piss off yeah <laughs> like, like beat it loser walks away yeah and iris is just like fume and steam out of her ear yeah. she's scheming baby iris is actress plays a very good iris mm-hmm. you're she's right like, though polar opposites so with these two. socially awkward in that scene like just couldn't get a hint i i thought i just <laughs> loved that scene yeah and it was so tiny Next, we get Squirrel sneaking into our the boy. Salt Brothers' kitchen, <laughs> our homie, and Look the, at the green You can just knight. see the dedication. Always said, like, I just want to do something. I just want to kill Red Paladins. I want to yeah. fight. And here he is in Brother Salt's kitchen, the worst place a squirrel could possibly be. And he's here trying to save Glade. He's an amazing actor, this yeah, girl. Yeah, this kid. Yeah. I, I always wonder how, how you teach like, I always wonder, like, how do you teach kids to act? How... To cry like, like that? Yeah, I was like, I was tearing yeah, up watching fucking, him just yeah. <laughs> just love the Green Knight and and look up to him and and Green Knight looking at him and and honestly respecting Squirrel right back. Oh yeah, he doesn't call him Squirrel. He, we got a name drop finally. Squirrel's finally. name is Percival. Wait, is this where we get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Because the Green Knight. We didn't talk about it last I episode. I thought that was on no, ten no, that they say that. No, this is right here. Because Monk we the, we and Squirrel have that. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, when he's like, yeah. that's but not this a name. Percival here. Fucking huge because Percival is definitely, at least for me, like. A, like I at least know who Percival is. Like he is a knight of the fucking round so table. This is cool because I I don't know anything about Arthurian lore. I didn't know Gawain is also a knight of the round table. 
Yeah. Dave so, said it in the first episode. Yeah, it's like Gawain, Boar okay. is our Knights of the Round Table, yeah. and then, yeah. This is, between season one and two, I'm going to read up on Arthurian legend. I was doing a little bit. I was like, I need really to know a little bit. I'll have to watch uh, Quest for the Holy Grail again, yeah. too. Monty Python. <laughs> Monty Python. That was That is my dad's bread and butter right yeah, there my dad owns every like monty python skit any of that and just as a kid he was just like you have to watch this right now oh, like, yeah. as a kid i was like fuck so this movie dad. this movie sucks it's but british like, comedy and british comedy is stupid and dry not, but they're pretty funny but it's not they're for meant funny. for a kid but as an adult i fucking love that movie but yeah Though we digress yeah, so digress. quickly really quickly billy jenkins who plays squirrel turns 13 and he's on crying. August 20th. He's crying impressive. on cue. Honestly, a 12-year-old is look at this cute ass little handsome stud. That is a Disney Channel. Surely. Right he, he is gonna have his own show someday. He's gonna be the lead. Uh, I mean what a, what how a he's taken over the scenes now is just oh, amazing. Yeah. He steals it. Yeah, steals the scene. Oh yeah. But so, so we but. got yeah, <laughs> back to dissect. But wait, it's so funny because in this scene, I'll t- I'll take it back a little bit because Gawain's like, okay, now go get out of here. Yeah. And then when they get him, I'm like, shit! Like the whole point, go- like Squirrel is truly stalling hard. I I'm just, like, get the fuck out of there! I was talking in the last podcast episode about how the Green Knight's like frustration with having this bratty kid around has turned to genuine like love, like. Not, Not love, but like respect. 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 Like, yeah. He yeah. thought he was just being wildly reckless and brave, but like he's done that eight separate times, and but now, now he's, he's just like, damn, he like, doesn't, this is really impressive. He I doesn't like paladins, my lord. Yeah, I like this kid's funk. <laughs> he like, doesn't he, like he walks the walk. You know, like at yeah. first, like Gawain was like, this kid's just Absolutely. all talk, but he walks the fucking walk. He said said something like, I wish I had a hundred or a thousand. I wish I had a hundred of your kind. He tries to knight him there on the spot. That's how he was finally going to get him out of here. Like, all right, I'll knight him and then he'll scram. Mm -hmm. But knighting someone takes a while. And plus, Arthur's got to be the one to do that. True, 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 true. (laughs) So true. Um, But, and then we see, unfortunately, as Squirrel's about to leave, Brother Salt comes back from his little suit break. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, Squirrel's dead. There's no way either of them get out of this. Yeah. They're both fucking dead. So now. right now, where we leave this scene, they're just both caught and both screwed. Yep, screwed. Okay. Absolutely screwed. <laughs> Moving right along, we same camp go to Father Cardin, who is now in King Uther's tent. Right, and they essentially just have yeah, a nice sexy pig laying there. Sexy to, pig? A sexy, a sexy cooked pig? cooked ass oh, yeah. pig. Delicious. I love a yeah. good like fucking yeah. nice little whole pig pork pig. roast. Yeah, give me that. Do we get a sexy pig breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> sexy to me. That's gonna we're gonna that's gonna be our new fucking that's gonna be that's gonna be our new like uh p- like picture just like a, a fucking sexy pig. Yeah just a sexy pig but welcome to binge town TV. Welcome to binge town home of the sexy pig. Okay. <laughs> The tangents. <laughs> the tangents. So We're getting tangents. so off, yeah. Um, But yeah, so essentially, Father Cardin's pissed that they sent this delegate to Nimue Ingramere. Uh, he, Father Cardin says, we agreed that any negotiation with Nimue would be coordinated by the church. And Uther says, ah, just like you coordinated with us, your attacks and slaughtering of the Fae. Like, yeah. they just kind of take a step back to like, all right, cool it, man. We're, we're both in the wrong. Let's, let's just cool it. Yeah, who are you to call me out I like anything? that because... Father Cardin was totally right that Uther went back, but Uther was totally right. They just committed genocide against the Fae. So who's really the bad guy here? It's both of them. 
It's spoiler it's alert. It's yeah, not. mostly Cardin. Uther's got a fucking Burger King crown on. It's he so does have a burger. He does. Right? He, <laughs> yeah, does. he does look like the VK. <laughs> so Cardin is trying to say, hey, listen, we're we're doing charity work for you pro bono. We are taking, like, getting rid of this bay, you know, a parasite that is suckling at your kingdom. Or as, as Cardin explicitly says, the weeds. We got to pull the weeds. Yeah, you know? we he gotta says pull by, the weeds. like, killing these people, we're committing charity, which is and just, then, like, ridiculous. And then um, Abbott Wicklow proposes a swap. Like, he's he seems to be, like, the reasonable one. Well, kind of reasonable one, I guess. He's just like, look, straight up, sword for the witch, what do you think? Yeah. Uther's like, nah, I ain't about that. Yeah, Uther's <laughs> starting to feel that king swagger. Yeah, I'm he's like, just like, yeah, I want to keep... Li- we like King yeah, Uther. He's like, I have, like, an, like everyone is after this girl. I'm just going to hold on to her and see yeah. what happens. Because, you know, like, you're offering a good deal, but, like, who knows? I could get something yeah. better, you know? This is Uther. Like, he's being a good king right now. He's yeah. just, like, he's not letting others take advantage of him he's like i'm putting my fucking he's foot down my yeah. mom was fucking behind the scenes yeah. trying to work me like i'm done with this i'm making my own decisions so yeah we got gawain and squirrel come into the scene here right mm-hmm. um and we get the weeping monk like defending squirrel because oh we forgot to mention we forgot to we forgot to mention squirrel also mentioning to brother salt as he's captured i'm gonna gouge your fucking eyes yeah, out and brother yeah, salt's yeah, yeah. like that happened a long time yeah, ago yeah, that yeah. Was a good one. okay i forgot to mention that but that was a good quote i mean squirrel is just there to fucking shit and on that's anybody. why and that's this scene reminded me of that because Squirrel just fucking spits right in Car- Father Carden's fucking face. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm swearing so, the weeping so much. Monk, it's okay. I'm just excited. The weeping monk tries to defend Squirrel when they're taking him away to obviously torture him. He says, hey, he's just a boy. And to bring it back, Gawain specifically pressed this button. Um... Because the weeping monk was trying to justify his actions like, I, I never fight the kids. Like, I'll only take out the adults. And Gawain says, yeah, but you'll let your homies, like, ride down the kids and you give them orders to kill the kids. So what does that say about you? And he's like, oh, shit, you're kind of right. Yeah. So this is him, like, kind of backing up that talk like, I don't do anything to the kids. He's just like, a boy. He's, saying, he's no threat to us. Dude, I don't yeah. think that's true, though. Hell no, 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 Scrubs. obviously not. Scrubs. Paladins today, he literally just Lord. snuck in. <laughs> he just literally just snuck into Red Paladin camp and almost saved Gawain. Like he is a threat, a little bit. You gotta nothing admire. else. I he mean, is a he threat let them to steal all out of the burning. Like the they let Squirrel lead the all the phase yeah. out of that burning. He's a leader, man. Whatever. Yeah. He's ready to oh, lead. Yeah. And then Father Karn's face is not happy he just looks at the weeping monk like what the Furious. what the hell did you just yeah. say <laughs> you know what i like um, and then backhands this a, a bitch this is a previous yep. episode but gawain like the moment that gawain like you said brian when he turns from okay this is like an annoying kid that i have to deal with and make sure yeah. he doesn't die is like gawain's like so you're the man of your family or whatever that is like you're the man and and squirrel looks him dead in the eye and he's like yup you yeah, know he's yeah. fucking i mean man. when i'm honestly surprised squirrel's 13 like he looks eight uh, seven i'm eight. sure he's playing a character that's actually yeah like eight right <laughs> so like i mean that was so i got the i remember getting the chills watching that and him just like stoically being like i'm the man of the house or oh I'm yeah the man of the family whatever it is I'm like, and squirrel is not afraid to, i mean we've no. seen him talk shit to everyone oh, yeah. like spitting father's car in mm-hmm. face like ready to go at it with brother salt like even in other episodes but yeah 
I love squirrel. We all love squirrel. We can't get enough squirrel. Yeah. That's love that's squirrel. the moral of this podcast episode. You know, <laughs> Car- and then back to Carden slapping the shit out of the monk, and he's like, don't you dare embarrass me again. Like, because yeah. he said, like, he was saying he's no threat to us in front of, like, the people that were holding Gawain, you know, like, mm-hmm. he was, like, questioning Father Carden's decision, and, like, it was in front of Abbot Wicklow. Abbot Wicklow, thing. too. Yeah, that was like, the, the huge The headheads were yeah. there. And he just backhands the shit out of him, which just shows that like this mm-hmm. is brainwashing like he is like anytime he has a second thought of going against the church they just are like yeah. you're not doing that we'll get to that yeah. we'll get to that so next scene we have is nimue and arthur uh nimue is essentially telling him they're going to accept uther's offer of ships for her conditional surrender mm-hmm. so uther's gonna send the fey ships to go to the desert kingdoms i believe is their yeah, destination the desert just kingdoms. a place they can be safe and start a new life maintain their traditions and, and the culture. fey are already kind of like familiar with the desert kingdoms because we get introduced to that like that was episode one was it not when they're like oh the ship's going to the desert kingdoms like right. they know yeah, yeah, of the... yeah. that's the ship that nimue missed they even say like in it they're just like mm-hmm. oh the desert kingdom there's nothing there so sounds yeah. like a great start yeah, spot to start over you know so the desert kingdom that's yeah cool. i wonder how big this world is or isn't it our world I guess yeah. Isn't it in Britain, Britannia? Yeah, it's yeah. it's Earth. It's Earth. Okay. Yeah. It's Decent. Earth. But it's, we're on Earth, people. Yeah. It's the same world we know. We're in two sci-fi land where we're like, which Earth and universe and timeline talking, is this? Yeah. We don't know anything. Too much. We're, you guys have been watching too much. One hundred. Well, yeah. What years it? Which time dilation? I'm to question like, my own reality. <laughs> That's what's happening. Ooh, anyway, yeah, show, like yeah. That. Well, Father Carden is on Westworld. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Dalos. Yeah, Jimmy Dalos. <laughs> So, yes, she's just saying, Arthur, I got to do this for my people. But she's like, Arthur, you must live on. You can't stay here and die with me. And they bang. They totally bang. Let me give you a little cool thing. So I remember watching this and thinking, oh, this is a perfect song for this because it's an original song yeah. for Curse by Catherine Langford yeah. sings it. That's awesome. Really? I didn't even yes. know that. Yeah. She, oh. Obviously, Catherine Langford plays Nimue and she sings the song, which is so dope because I cool. remember I spite- watching it with you guys on the phone being like, oh, good song. Because I, yeah. with the cat, with the closed captioning, it's sort of like, I could be your king. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. perfect song. I makes that better that, that she did it. I didn't, I didn't know, know she she's, that. yeah, I didn't know, I didn't awesome. even know she sang in general, to be honest. Yeah. yeah so, which good. is super cool. Love yeah. that for her. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about Arthur and Nimue at this moment in time? I'm starting to like them both individually with each episode, but together now. I agree. In concept, hell yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? But on screen, the chemistry, like Pim and Dahl forever. And I'm glad because I think (laughs) the next next episode does a good job of like kind of, it doesn't part the way of Nimue and Arthur, but it does make it believe, like it makes me believe that, Arthur and Nimue is not going to happen. This is honestly a perfect segue because I want to talk about it. It pretty much opens with uh, some, Dave likes to say, like some goodbyes. Everyone's saying their goodbyes, whatever it is. And while this is the first time you see Nimue, it's just Nimue and Arthur talking about the sex they had. They're like, was that good for you? Was that good for you? (laughs) And they're being nervous and talking. And it's the first time they're talking about something that isn't war, Mm -hmm. swords, or f- like an argument. Fights yeah. of men's. Uh, they argue all the time about just nonsense. Not nonsense. And this but is like the first time arguing. you're seeing Nimue be a human. And again, when we get to it, her goodbye with yeah. Pim. Loved that. It's like they're, they're best friends. She has a crush on Arthur or more than that. 
it's the first time you're seeing her speak about something that's not directly to the plot. It's just like, hey, here's a little uh, tidbit that gets personality, like Nimue being a little shy and wondering if she right. was good at sex. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that good for you? Like, I I'm love sure that. that was her first yeah. time, too. 100% yeah, her first yeah. time. No one's banging the, the demon-cursed bear <laughs> was chick. Was it good for you? That is just like... Like, the cutest line, the honestly. The first question you should never ask after banging Plus, it's someone. obviously good for Arthur. The yeah. question is, like, he's yeah. just like, whatever. Anyway, but I, I really liked these opening scenes where they're just laying in bed and this, so... But the opening Brian, scene. Oh, wait, but as... Okay. In, in regards, I'm just saying, as Brian asked it, or Dave asked it, at the end of 9, I'm not. But in the beginning of 9, or the beginning of 10, when they're doing that conversation, I'm like, okay. Let me get us to 10. There's one more scene oh, we okay. got to get through Sorry, on 9. Um, it's a set, Yeah, it's kind of a big one. Um, so it uh, is Idis, who is... Cumber's daughter, one of his three daughters. Like her, this I is think. the one with the unibrow yeah, yeah, jewelry. Yeah, she's cool. At she's Father Carden's tent. And she is essentially taking on the role of like his messenger, kind of just she gets sent places as a proxy for Cumber. So she's but like, I think that's also like speaks volume for, yeah, exactly. Like trust just her. the trust, exactly. Yeah. Like you will get this mission done. And like, is it, are they his daughters or are they his sisters? The girls are. A group of three sisters, I believe, but are they his daughters? I think they're or? his daughters. It's, okay. I think, uh, yeah, it's Ida's daughter of Cumber. I think Ida's is the firstborn. I think right. it's mentioned yes. at some point, but I think she's so, the firstborn. And what the scene is, is Ida's is brokeraging a deal between Cumber and Father Cardin. Essentially just says Cumber accepts Father Cardin's requests for help killing the wolf blood witch. So Cumber is aligning himself with the Red Paladins completely anti Nimue. Nimue versus the world, baby. Nimue versus the fucking so world. Fuck and fuck she's gonna yeah. and she's gonna rock the fucking world too, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I know Kathy's I take on that, that bet. Oh yeah. And then we get to ten. But yeah. overall thoughts on nine? So good. good. At this point Great. in time was by far the best episode at this point in time. Not by far. I have liked like I don't know. I really threw. I mean, I agree. No, so I'm on far. your boat. I, I but think, I just think had, nine like, four was. Very good they episodes. keep topping each other, which is the way you want to go in oh, a yeah. show. You want to start a little bit stronger than they did. But, I agree. They started low. They started. The bar was very low, and but the fact, hey, here we are, hey, and I'm I happy about it. I will give this show credit because I think we, as a podcast, went into this maybe not as excited as some of the other shows that we cover. But the fact that it has won the three, at least the three of us over mm-hmm. through nine and episodes, Jimmy as well too, we'll going against like our preconceived notions. I think of Luke, maybe not Luke is currently watching the episodes right now, and yeah. I think yeah, right he is definitely going to sell it on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else seven. will take yeah. it yeah. as the as one of the seven. Luke is definitely the toughest to sell. But once on he's things. in, he's in. I yeah. agree, and I think he will be after ten. I agree. So let's just get there, into there it. is a lot to like about this show, and I will die on that hill. Me too. I, when I was talking to other people about it, like early in the season, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like cheesy. I don't know if I like it. Now I say, yes, I recommend it's worth a watch. Like this is a good show. But see it through. Don't quit after one. That's a waste of time. See it through. So episode 10, The The Sacrifice. But this this opening opening scene, first off, I love how they do the opening, like an opening scene. I got got chills. I I have have chills right now. Break it down. It's... It's, I mean, yeah. we get some eerie music. There's this mm-hmm. hooded hooded person just kind of strolling the streets. And we 
it's Iris. She's fucking picking. She's picking up weapons. She's choosing out. I like the sickles that she she chooses too. Like she, yeah. it's in the chest or something. Someone's already dead though. Yeah, someone's already dead. Like she, there, there's a bloodied Fey corpse on the ground, and she's just like hovering over it, like dripping tar over this person's chest. Like lights a match, drops it. And it just burns up, and we don't find out it's Iris until she starts walking out of the okay, burning yeah. building. Okay. Um. But yeah, so she's she's out here killing face. She has she has bows at her disposal now. Yeah. So like I think it was like a, it was basically an armory. It looked like that I must guess. have been like the blacksmith or something exactly. that she killed just she to get murdered. his his armory. And boy, did she! As we'll see, yeah. <laughs> the next weapon she. we see her with is crazy. Um. But yes, and we know at the end of the day, her only agenda is get the head of Nimue, kill the. You know, there's nothing like being a tiny baby girl that is so, like, unarming to people. I don't know if that's the right word, where this bitch wants revenge and everything, and there's nothing better than being a tiny girl that nobody would even think to be scared of. And then she's like, hey, sir, (laughs) just like, (laughs) you're dead now. Beat, Beat it, like, so good. I love the idea of this, like, little girl being... Uh, wreaking havoc yeah. on, this, on this town. I like and the character of Iris. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's loves she's a hater. She's crazy. She's I can't the Ram- get re- She's Ramsey. She's literally Ramsey. I can't get a read on her. We can just keep going with her because the the following scene was the pillow talk, which was just you know we already discussed. So we can just keep going with. Yeah, yeah. So. Is there Love the pillow talk. Okay, well, now Nimue and Arthur also investigate that dead body, so it is worth covering. Is I think that's a little bit after. Like, no, they get out of bed from the pillow oh, talk, right, go right, right okay. to this scene. Um, and oh, there right, are a right, couple right, Fey okay. like higher ups on the scene, and the they're loop? just investigating the murder, and they pin it on a guy named Roth, who is the yeah. leader of the Tusks. Tusks. It's, it's yeah. the people with like elephant Tusks. trunks that, coming out of their face. Correct. Um, and he has a motive, like, and he's also been causing trouble. I think they said he he's taken over like the South Road and threatened to kill any fae that agreed to the Pendragon offer. So he's just, he doesn't want anything to do with Uther Pendragon's deal. He says, I'm taking my people and protecting them. We'll make a state. A standing grimaire. Arthur's on his side. Arthur's like, yeah, the Fae definitely need to go to the ships. Like, we this place isn't safe anymore. Like, no, that well, that is the Pendragon deal. Uh, yeah, okay. He okay. wants them to go to right. Going right, right. on the ships is the Pendragon deal, right. which this guy Roth is saying, I'm not doing anything that Uther tells us to do, right, or right. Nimway for that matter. And Arthur's like, no, we got to get all the Fae on the ships. Mm-hmm. So they decide, Arthur, you go deal with Roth. You know, get get our eggs in order down there, make sure that the Tusks come to take the ship. Correct. Okay. The right. Tusks are such a literal name for these yeah, people. These yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh-huh. They are what they are. <laughs> I just want to say my first two notes for this are is Iris B. Cray and Sexy Pillow Talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it was. Yeah. Iris B. Cray and there was Sexy Pillow Talk. Exactly. I love it. Was it good? Yeah. <laughs> that that sexy was, you were so right this is the first that i've bought into their relationship mm-hmm. arthur and nimue and it's good because this is when they're most vulnerable you know it it was a good scene i'm not sure is talk. this the scene where I, it might be a later scene but no it definitely is when he sings to her and later, he says later, like later, ah, later, okay later. we'll get to it yeah. okay so that's when i'm fully second in. iris scene let's let's do this one yeah so we're introduced there's uh, i guess a fade 
like some Faye gets like substituted in for another Faye. Like it's someone's changing shifts. of the guard. Yeah, changing of the guard. This is the castle, I presume. And, like the front gate or it yeah. looks like. And so this one Faye is just now onto a shift, just minding his own business, you know, taking a sip of whatever. And yeah, poor guy just learned Iris is just like, excuse me, sir. Just sickle to the fucking throat. Yeah, I don't even know. Is it? Would you call that a sickle? It was like it a was like double a double bladed sickle. That's why I like <laughs> it. So it's cool. a weapon I've yeah. never seen before, but I'm definitely a fan. I like too. sickles. I like sickles, sights, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, she kills this fey guy who was guarding the gate, steals his keys. So now we are under the assumption that Iris has and oh, you know, a loaded arsenal for herself and the keys to the castle. Mm-hmm. So she's she's dangerous she is moving around Mm -hmm. man it's honestly and we'll get to it but when at the end nimue recognizes her she looks her dead in the eye and says iris like whoa and i had that question last because i was like i think morgana's the only one who would truly recognize her as someone who is a threat or maybe but i think one of you had said yeah no, I think I think Nimue would recognize I mean, her, but Iris I was, was shook the, when Nimue looked her dead in the eye. Yeah, was that like, was me. I was like, yeah. she was like, Iris was the first person she woke up to. But Morgana would know that Iris is an extreme. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't think Nimue would have I think it's just for known. show's purposes. Like, per, like, she just snuck around Nimue. Personally, never like, if eye. I woke up out of, a, like, a daze and was just like, who's this person here? And then someone says her name. I'm just like, that's just a nobody. But, yeah, like, I think it's course. just for show's purposes. Like, they did, they have met, and, like, she does know her name. So. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting where it's like, Iris has been wreaking havoc, and nobody knows it's her because she's just this tiny yeah. baby girl. She's this baby girl. Baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> How you darn? So. I'm going to finish that. Next, we have a Merlin and Nimue scene, mm-hmm. uh, and Merlin is venting, just saying, hey, I feel that my presence here is going to endanger any deal that you have with King Uther, because Uther doesn't like Merlin, like, at all. No, And Merlin's, yeah. like, hurting at this point, right? Nimue's like, you're hurt, and he's like, I'm fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm he is really just poison, that's all, but, yeah. Mer- he- Merlin starts, like, saying, give... The- you know, use me. You might be able to pitch this to King Uther yeah, because right. he might be more driven by revenge than seeking out power, and he sure hates the shit out of me. Say, we'll give you Merlin the magician instead of the Wolf Blood Witch. He says, just pitch it. You never know; he could take the bait. And then that's a, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good idea on Merlin's part. Because yeah. yeah, I agree. Like coming from that perspective, yeah. it's like yeah, Uther is definitely would rather much ra- much rather have Merlin yeah. than Nimue. Like Nimue is nobody to him. Like. Mm-hmm. He's literally never met her once. He and wants meanwhile, the sword of power, yeah. And I meanwhile, think... Merlin has caused his kingdom all this chaos. Yeah. So yeah, sounds good. So that's the working plan right now, or at least what Merlin wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this quote. Nimue's just like, "No, I want you to live. Like, I'll just take this." And Merlin says, "I have a terrible habit of not doing what I'm told. Just saying, like, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to yeah. do. Like, yeah. I'll give myself to Uther." next scene we get is arthur um kind of engaging with this dude roth who is the leader of the tusks and he walks into their camp to a hostile environment i would say our boy arthur this was a great scene for arthur he has a monologue where he just puts roth in his place um and is essentially just says you could either be the last chief who stood his ground and had his people slaughtered just to save his own pride or you could be the first chief of a new age the you know roth the wise who like saved all of his people 
Arthur Stock on the rise. Inspiring me right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm feeling that's good. Uh, good. That's because <laughs> Arthur inspired me. Absolutely. Arthur Arthur Stock's sto- stock is rising. I I see oh, it with yeah. the binge oh, down I'm crew. Stock yeah, like Arthur, this was like yeah. a, another phenomenal that scene. That wasn't even of the acting. best part of the scene. No, not the, even. The tusks are doing this whole blood pays for blood. Blood thing. must have blood. And after baby, Arthur made, Arthur makes like the best speech because we like, see because it, we see the guy earlier Nimue had cut off his hands. Yeah. He's sit, he's at this camp already, and that's. The he, guy who got his hand cut off. And that's when tusk. Roth looks at him and then he looks at Arthur and he's like, blood pays for blood, like cough it up. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those things that just their primitive tribe or something, that's like their sticking point. Blood pays for blood. Nothing trumps that rule in their society. <laughs> we don't care whatever. about money just or anything. Just down. Just straight. <laughs> that's that's blood must have blood from the hunter. You gotta shout out uh, our hunter. Oh damn, okay. <laughs> I gotta brush up on my true gator slang, is what I got <laughs> like, too. Uh, but we're any hundred crossover shout out. Oh, they yeah. would love that little riff right there. But anyway. we're a cursed podcast right now. So. Oh, true, 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 true. I just liked it because I, I liked, I love the idea of blood must have blood. Mm-hmm. So blood pays. But anyway, blood, blood Arthur is just like, okay, if you're not going to bend on that rule, take them. Puts his hands right out and just says, take them off, I slice mean, them. That knife, that sword knife, whatever, get machete gets to his wrist. Roth yes. was calling it real late. Like, <laughs> and the dude with the reaction yeah, time. Was, when he, that was my when, comment, when too. When Roth yells stop, he was already like, like, he already stopped. Three quarters yeah. of the way down his downswing. He would have, Arthur's in a realistic situation. Arthur's, Arthur's first. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that you noticed that because I definitely noticed that. I thought that was so funny. Um, It was literally couldn't have been like it was literally as you said, stop the guy, stop. But it was a badass scene for Arthur. (laughs) You know, he obviously gets to keep his hands, but he was fully committed to losing his hands right there just to save like a tribe of 15 tusks and i think roth respected that about it we get a a generic quote it's like we've heard it before but i still love the quote it's like you're a brave fool but a brave fool is still a fool yeah which is true you know like Like, we've heard that smirks at him it's just like dude you're crazy, dude. You're but crazy. because you're, you're you may be a fool, but I'll respect you because you're brave. Is like yeah. that look that he gives mm-hmm. him, you know. Hundred percent. That was an awesome scene, and yes, Arthur Stock is on the freaking rise <laughs> through the roof at the Truly. moment. Next scene we have is Morgana in Nimue's so room. So interesting. And the sword is kind of like whispering <laughs> to Talking her. Talking to her. Yeah, we get it's this, getting to Morgana. Yeah, it's we get the whispers. Um, and then we see the widow. Dude. Who is Morgana and another the widow? Gr- are, this is actually like another flirting. great character. That whoever is on this. That's perfect way to put a flirt. Yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever. That's another character. The widow is another character that it's just she's on the screen. I'm just. Eyes are glued. I need to know what this, awesome. what she is scheming. You know what I tend to do too, because when they show the widow, you can almost kind of see the face behind it. I'm like, is yeah. that Nimue? Is that is that Catherine Langford? Yeah, like, who is this behind? Like I'm trying to right. look at the literally like, who's a profile. Yes, like yeah. who's actually under that veil? And I'm like looking at the profile. I'm like, is that Catherine Langford? Like who is it? Oh, I love, I love it. how Merlin is dying to know who's under the hood too, because of course. I don't even want to get to it, but yeah, later yeah, on, he's like, "Oh." Um, anyway, da, 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 da. Uh, so we Mo- get we go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, it's, so the widow confronts Morgana and basically looks at her and is like, "You have been touched by the Kaliak. Like you have her eyes. Like you ever the Kaliak has given you the unnatural sight. What did you promise her in return?" She's like, "I'm not the unnatural one here." And what yeah. did she promise in return? I guess the sword. She didn't promise anything in return, right. but that leads me to believe that the widow knows how the Kaliak 
the Kaliak mm-hmm. operates. Demons be knowing demons. Yeah. And the widow really. knows the Kaliak is not just giving around free powers for free. Like she's gonna expect something from you. I don't think Morgana has promised anything, but that leads she's me like, to believe Ka- the Kaliak is gonna take something from and her. And we thought the widow was dark, but she literally calls the Kaliak a dark god. Like a dark you are working with a dark god like let me help you like yeah so even if, if the widow who we've seen murder people like she seems to be like a character like death like she's literally she death. The grim reaper. Like, and if, and if the was. grim yeah exactly if, and if the grim reaper is saying the kaliak is bad <laughs> the kaliak's pretty bad then. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was a really good scene i thought that was interesting that the widow was offering her help too like just yeah. why does she care about morgana maybe she just kind of knows Dude, she's special the widow or something knows she must have like future vision or something who the heck knows but she's yeah she knows everything and she's offering to help morgana so then morgana asks, like what what are you doing in this room did you like were you sent because she had previously seen the widow and i think she was thinking the same thing as us like it's the grim reaper like her occupation is to kill people mm-hmm. um and she says what are you doing here oh my gosh are you here for nim what and before she can get out the name, like, the widow starts freaking out at her, like, p- pushes her against a wall, like, with her magic powers. Are you remembering yeah, this? Yeah, she's I'm tripping. Like, no, no, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, watch no, yeah, totally, yeah. And I'm literally sitting out. here, like, keep going. Yeah. Keep going, no, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, yeeted on against the wall and pinned. Oh, yeah. um, and then Morgana's, like, freaking out, like, in pain. And then the widow's just gone. Nimue walks in, and Morgana's just like, ooh, I, I must have just, like, tripped and fell. And... She's a Ooh, lightheaded, she, a little bit lightheaded. Yeah, a little yeah. lightheaded here. Yeah. Should be crazy. Uh, but Morgana says, I, I want to leave Grimaire here. Uh, like, I I have to find another way. Yeah, I got to find another path. Like, I'm just, I got to do my thing. I don't, because she's, she is, gen, like, she doesn't know what is going on with herself. Yeah. Like, the Kaliak's been talking to her. The Widow's been talking to her. She's yeah. been thrown in with Nimue and the Sword of Power. She's touched the Sword of Power. Like, yeah. What, what is her deal? What is her role in all mm-hmm. this, you know? Because she's not a fae, but she's helping the fae queen. And yeah, she's really... She's been helping fae for forever. I mean, they know her. To the face, Other than she's that, she's never really had a purpose. Like, she's never really had something that mm-hmm. drives her. Like, what is her reasons, you know? And that's why she's a blank slate, and she's like, yeah, I just want to leave, yeah. find my own it's path. It's cool. Um, but Nimue is surprisingly, like, receptive okay to it. that idea. And it's just like, if you want to get out of here, come with me gives morgana the sword of power which and was, like leads her to escape down like a sewer or something yeah she's like is entrusting it to her yeah. and she's just like here's a way to escape like but i thought that was like a really ballsy move on nimway's part to just give morgana the sword like i, mean, I we get are just treating the sword like it's fucking like i get like potatoes. she's i get that well, she's like the, you're a good friend and like but like what was the reasoning sh- well, she also knew she was turning herself into Uther guess, anyway. Yeah. So Uther or Morgana having the sword, I'd put my bet with Morgana, Morgana too. True. That is, that is, um, yeah. At the time, at, though, I was definitely confused, but that definitely makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I want to just talk about the next scene is a two second scene between Pim and Arthur. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the classic best friend and boyfriend yeah, just being like yeah. what's up yeah, what do you want what do you need time. yeah and yeah. it's like you, okay fine all right i got you like yeah. two seconds almost doesn't mean anything and no. i was like i've just <laughs> I, like i could just picture that with my best friend and her boyfriend just being like hey what's going on i didn't okay. remember exactly what the exchange was but my note is just arthur sees pim lol because yeah. i knew it made me laugh and i knew it wasn't he, the, opening, dialogue. Yeah. the opening dialogue is him just going help 
And she's like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, it's so very yeah, what do you need? casual and funny, like a best friend it's also and a boyfriend just like, It's just be. like, yeah, like, I know Nimue, like, she's always in trouble. Like, what do you what want? Do you like, want I know that mean? is, yeah, I know, I know what you, it's, I, yeah, I, I loved it. I was like, I'm glad they added that because it's just a funny interaction. It was a good interaction, yeah. yeah. St- like, nothing came out of it, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. No. Uh, but the reason Arthur's walking through like the town square is because yeah. the tusks are rolling tusks. up. So the tusks <laughs> are on, they're coming on the ships. They, they finally sided with Arthur, saw the light. So they are on team take the Uther deal now. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get an Arthur and Nimue scene. Uh, essentially Nimue is just making sure Arthur goodbye. promises to stay with the people. They're saying their goodbyes. Yeah. Goodbyes. Um, Don't really need to cover anything from this. Oh, this, I'm this sorry. Is this, this is the scene that you were like in where Arthur sings to her, right? Is this the scene? I believe so. I think so. Because I I, I'm not, I'm not one for singing though. Like I'm like whenever someone, oh, I'm sings, not going to sing like, it. Hell no. But oh, um, Nimue, he's good though. I just love, so Nimue, before he starts to sing, Nimue says, you thought you were the most devastating thing ever. I knew you were a bit treacherous, but I didn't mind. <laughs> Nimue's just like, yeah, I knew you were trouble, but. <laughs> I like a bad boy. Anyway. I like a bad boy. He responded with like, I, my heart skipped a beat when I first saw you. And then he started bringing up the Winter Lady song. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love it. He's like, my, I, I missed a breath or said something like mm-hmm. that, where it's like, woo, okay. Yeah. I love it. Sexy. Yeah, they start making <laughs> out. This is just the great. calm it's, before the storm. Yeah, like, this is like just 15 minutes into the episode. This is not the, the end of the episode. Like, this, not by is long just, yeah, this is just the beginning. Next, we get a scene that you liked, Dave, is Love. in the Red Paladin camp. We open up right inside a tent. It's just the weeping monk with a whipped back. Yeah, like I, was explaining to, I was explaining to B-Towns beforehand. I was just like, the one of the scenes that definitely spoke out to me of these two is this one. Like, you <clears> see <throat> Father Cardin come in, and it's the weeping monk just like, kneeling in front of a cross lashes all over his back so you know he's definitely dedicated to the church like you only take like whippings like that for you know religious purposes seeing him without the hood i was like hottie hottie hottie. mega fucking hottie but also just like it took me a second to realize it was him yeah because i was like okay someone just got beat the fuck up oh yeah someone just just got a whipping it's just his scars which thinking about it i loved the scene though yeah oh Oh, yeah so we get we get a little bit of background between the the dynamic Uh, yeah he (laughs) says do you love me me, father and father cardin says of course i do and the quote that we get of father cardin to the weeping monk is the following you are demon born an abomination in the eyes of god but i spared you from the fire because you can sense your own kind i turned you against your maker you have uh, you have to have the will to do what is necessary. Essentially, meaning you have to be able to kill the Fae, man, yeah, woman, and you child. You have to just you have to carry out God's will. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. And it was Father Carden is a great speech giver. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah. I got to say. Every time he gives a speech, it's just his words are terrible, but they, they sound do. so good. Yeah, they they hit like whatever. But <laughs> anyway, um. Weeping Monk is still just like questioning mm-hmm. his actions, basically. Even after mm-hmm. that Father Cardin speech, he's just like, he, I feel like he's just remembering Gawain's words. Like, tell yeah. him who you are and like see how they react. Like, he's clearly supposed to be hitting, hiding his fake culture. Like, he's like he's just questioning it all. Yeah. So, do you do we think Father Cardin has to be the only one that knows he's fake? Right? I was surprised Father Cardin even knew and Abbott, so Abbott Wicklow. 
has suspicions, suspicions. of it. Suspicions. He doesn't, he doesn't, know, doesn't know. factually he doesn't know. know. And Gawain. I would say Gawain yeah. and Father Carter. Yeah. I keep making parallels to Game of Thrones, but this one is a magician's. It's it's literally frail human, aka yeah. Frey, when yeah. they're like the the fairies raise her yeah. to be a fairy, but she's human. And then the minute that the fairies have a second, they're like, "You're a human. You're not a fairy." Yeah, you're, like, you're getting. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is. The weeping monk is literally that. He's yeah. raised to be able to sniff out other. And the the so messed up. Yeah, the scene ends with Father Carton saying, "Like only you, like you can walk your path. Like I can't walk it for you. Like only you can choose." And boy, he's (laughs) about to choose his path. He's gonna choose very soon. And then and now we get the uh, him and Nimue goodbye. Right? It's um, him and Nimue's goodbye. As far as another quick Arthur and Nimue goodbye, they're. Both great goodbyes. Nimway's yeah. like, yeah. I'll like be all right. And Pim's like, fuck that. I'm not all right. Yeah, this is making me sad. I don't, I don't care mean? about you. Yeah, right. This is me. I love Pim. Pim's. I love yeah, that's, friendship. That's all I really had on this was just like, Friendship's love Pim. Friendship's all we have in this world. I'll we tell you are, that right we now. are 100% pro friendship here at Benchtown TV. Yeah, my, my note was just like, still love Pim. And like, I'm not just great. Say. Yeah, nothing much. Mine just else we are another just, great scene for Pim. Another one. Love we are it. just seven people who love friendship and love each other, man. Mm-hmm. Do it <laughs> up. Friendship. Friend, some positive Timothy, dude. Am I right, Dave? <laughs> positivity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some positivity. Anyway, next scene we get is Merlin and Uther. Uh, Merlin asks... This is, I feel like this, honestly, is the meat of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, everything we've got was buddy-buddy, goody-good. Oh, like, shit, everything's scene. supposed to be perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then this scene okay, happens. So kind of opens up normally, yeah. Merlin is willingly going to Uther's camp and is just... Tr- he just I'm asks so Uther point-blank, are you lying to the Fae Queen? Are you really going to protect their people? Are you really looking to help the Fae? Um, are, are you, you drunk? Lying to her? Are you drunk? Me? I'm sorry, am I? No, no, no. I'm just, that was Uther's response. He's just <laughs> like... Oh, but also, but, but also, right B Tongs might be a little tipsy. Who knows? <laughs> How dare you? He's feeling good. We're all feeling good. Um, Merlin, by the way, is still bleeding profusely like through yeah. his chest and uther says what what happened to you he said ah oh, just a fisherman i got caught on the wrong hook love yeah, that, love that line yeah. yeah some good lines um so merlin says i'm i'm surprised you're not celebrating this is like one of the best moments of your rule you know you ended the oh, well, fae slaughter you subdued the church you negotiated peace yeah. with the fae queen well even i mean He's saying all this, but like Uther tells him, he's like, "I killed my mother," and I think that's when yeah. he starts praising him. He's like, mm-hmm. "You kill you like you like." He was basically like, "You finally did it. Like it took you long enough to kill her. Like, thank thank God she's gone." You know, yeah. and Uther um, Uther only just realizes that more when, than just his mother knew when Merlin was being mm-hmm. so casual about the news. He's like, wait a he second. Was bringing you were, you were, up, he, he was bringing up like the midwife and he was bring, like, yeah. bringing up that whole yeah. story. And yeah, that's when he's like, you knew? Yeah. And he's pissed too. He's so he, mad. He's just yeah. like, motherfucker, this whole time you like, were in it with my mm-hmm. mom. He, you're he, in the same category as my mother. Like yeah. you're a liar, which like mm-hmm. you've always been. But like this is the icing on the cake. Like this hurts more because that's like it. Yeah. Everything else was kingdom and whatever. It was politics. Something, but this is like internal. Something else I wanted to note. This entire scene, and this is the first scene that I really noticed it, Uther is referring to himself as we 
or our in the plural. Did you guys pick up on that? Because no. Kyle texted in our group chat and he so keyed I, in on it too. I Did have always it? noticed that, like, well, I sh- shouldn't say always because, yeah, I can't really think of a time that Uther ever does say like i or me like is he always just talking about his kingdom like i always thought the we was just kind of talking about him and his mother but now that his mother's gone it's like why do you still need to mention we it's definitely a thing and i realized it for the first time in this episode and this scene specifically i have to go back because like like kyle mentioned it and i had already seen the episode so it was hard for me to like go back and vividly remember when he ever says i me or anything like that. i feel like if he hadn't or if he had been saying we and our up into this point, one was of us there a reason? Was there a reason why he was saying we? Like, no, was he literally supposed to be just? He was no, literally supposed to be. It was weird. Like, he should have just been saying thing. I. And yeah, all it was that definitely stuff. a thing that wow. he was hmm. doing. Kind that. of upset. I didn't I, pick that up. They didn't even really touch on it, but I, I think it's definitely two internal Uthers, maybe. Who yeah, knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so this is insane. Uther has his men. The John Snow treatment. The John Snow. Yeah, savage ass. He looks at he looks at the one guard just like taunts him over or whatever and just stabs mm-hmm. merlin and then the next guard stabs merlin and then the next guard Insane. stabs merlin Insane! i was like internally screaming. i was literally I was just like, thinking this is john is this on? is john snow just yep. getting killed by his own people basically mm-hmm. all over again it was crazy and i um, it was a scene i was just like this no. is this, this is what you needed from episode yeah. 10 this is the kind of drama yeah. bomb you need you i know? mean and it, the hits keep on coming there oh, it is this not, is not even close uther, to the beginning of it all uther says get him out of my sight and they just take him to another tent and like throw him on a couple sacks of potatoes or something <laughs> and that was like literally that was a scene that stuck with me just his lifeless body laying in a sack of potatoes just acting like, like it's not worth anything yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. this is the the absolute lowest we've oh, seen yeah. Merlin. <laughs> Yo, physically and emotionally he's like still he reeling is just... from the poison before and it's like oh, oh yeah like emotionally he's times. all over the place and now physically he's actually dying <laughs> yeah so the next scene we get is arthur leading the fae uh down this path along the ocean side um, and in the distance, in the ocean, they see the, the ships boats, and yeah. the sails, and they all start to get really happy. Yay, they because everyone's safe. <laughs> yeah, Uth- Uther kept his word. There's nothing to worry about anymore. Like, we're going to take these ships to the Desert Kingdom. We'll be fine. And we'll leave Good. it at that. That's it. <laughs> yes. Nimue, uh, the next scene is Nimue alone in the castle and stalked yeah the winds kind of open the door behind her she's like hello who's there (laughs) and do we see iris kind of like scuttle past do we see her i I thought it was the widow when i just saw it in passing yeah i'm not sure but yeah we've got iris just straight stalking her and Mm -hmm. we are saved by some sort of uh guy yeah giving a a note saying that the pendragon um ships ships had arrived and the king kept his word which is yeah. Which is cool. So Nimue so, yeah. basically thinks the fair safe. Yes. Yeah. And Everything's right good. after that, she rides out seemingly to Uther's camp. Exactly. To, She's like, everything's good here. I don't yeah, need to, to be here. Let's her go. side of the deal. And Iris, we don't see her, but after Sir Steuben shows up, she backs off and can't try and assassinate her there. So, mm-hmm. but Iris is still lurking. Oh, boy. Ah, boy. boy is she. Boy <laughs> is she. <laughs> Uh, next scene, we have Morgana in the woods. 
and it's another Celia scene. You get so, that girl so she, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Celia corpse talking to her. So and they're just talking, and basically mm-hmm. Morgana's just like, "I'm not ready for any of this. Yep. Like, I don't know what the hell is happening." And Celia is carrying another instruction from the Kaliak. Says, "Bring the sword to the temple of the Kaliak so that your instruction can begin. This is how you save the Fae." Um, with regards to Nimue, she says, I know you care for her, but this is where Nimue's journey ends. What and does she references that the widow right? and says, The widow has been like, She's like, There's nothing I can do. I would love to say her to save her too. So with the Kaliak, but like, see, and now we see a little bit of the opposite. So earlier I was like, We saw the widow, widow franting over the Kaliak, but now the Kaliak's like, You're trusting literally death, you know, like, yeah why would you like listen to her and so hearing both of this like colliding in her like these two people she has no idea who they are well she knows celia but like two beings like the kaliak and the widow well i'm took glad it as- that morgana was literally like is this real what am are you actually here yeah. it's like i'm those are the right questions about questioning those- your reality i'm glad yeah. that she's still doing that meaning that there is yeah. still morgana in her mm-hmm. which is good yeah more <sighs> i just need more clear clarity about what's going on with Morgana at this point and what the Kaliak is yeah. and how strong she's going to become but I think we're going to get that in a potential season too so I'm really excited for that mm-hmm. moving on we have Nimue arriving at King Uther's camp but Nimue does not have the sword obviously she gave it to Morgana and King Uther doesn't really like that he mm-hmm. is pissed off right now he is po'd Cardin and Villock uh is that is that, what is it Willock or uh, Will- uh, sorry Whit- Whitlow Whitlock no we just said it multiple times I think Wicklow it's Wick- Wicklow yes Wicklow yes, yes, okay yes, yes, yes. yeah Cardin oh my gosh so Abbott, this, is Wicklow. The, this is the scene from before where I said Cardin just like blew me away I liked this one when they're like yes I knew it yeah. was this one <laughs> Uh, essentially, when they find out that Nimue came, but not with the sword, uh, Cardin and Wicklow move in and say, give her to us. Like, we will torture her and we will find that sword for you. Like, it's a foregone conclusion if you just give us the witch. Um, Nimue says she won't give them the sword until they return Squirrel and the Green Knight. Um, and they kind of just keep having this back and forth. Yeah. Um, Morgana rolls up on the camp. I don't know if you guys have any specific specifics from the conversation between father Cardin, wicklow and nimue the point is she doesn't have the sword they want to torture her torture me skin me to my bones i'll never tell you yeah, yeah. great quote yeah. love that yeah so that's all i have yep uh but morgana starts to come to the camp to warn nimue of her fate since celia just told her the widow has her on her list and she gets caught by the widow, who had already warned her. Who had not already to told be her. So she's been war- she has literally been told yes. twice now to not do this. Well, I mean, dude, what if the it. Grim Reaper told you that I was going to die? Would you not try and help me? I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're on the mic, man. You got to answer that the yeah. right way. <laughs> yeah, I would um, help you as much. Let's as Let's talk hate about the you. sick transition <laughs> we get. So, episode one, I talked about how I love these like animated transitions they do mm-hmm. in between scenes, and this like Widow Morgana transition is so sick. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, I commend whoever decided that that's how they wanted to do it. Like, makes this very, like I said before, like Renaissance and it's, it's awesome. I love it. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, like, big, big graphic. visual stuff. Yeah. I agree. 
Mm-hmm. And this one in particular was really neat because it was the widow's face everything. like turning it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it showed like Morgana cool. like slicing through the well, widow yeah. and then morphing yeah. into the. Was widow. it the Morgana though? Like I just thought it was like the blade going through both of them. Like I just kind of like that was that transition. I, I mean, I'm taking it as it's. Oh like, no, no, it came yeah. out of it like it. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm watching it now, and it look it looks like. So it's this awesome. probably explains actually something later but the scene is morgana a sword comes out of her mouth yes pokes the widow in the face like she's bleeding and then the sword retracts inside of her and then she's the widow which i didn't even notice this in this transition talk about thankfully exposition is a great thing where morgan morgana is literally like i killed the widow and now i am her (laughs) and i'm like oh thank you for clarifying yeah so that made sense because like that transition was nothing to me it was just like a cool like transition but it actually explains that morgana just killed the widow i guess yeah sometimes show don't tell doesn't always work you need to tell sometimes you need that i did this and now i am i would love to see that scene of morgana just killing the widow i wonder why they chose to do it that way i i think maybe Maybe there was Honestly, like more, liked... more interaction between them that was important that we'll see maybe later. I think, but like, I think it, it was, was a suspense. I think it was to make it subtle so that the reveal later it's, on was a surprise okay. because I was not. Yes, I didn't I get that yeah, from I that, but I was intrigued. That. And then when she says that, when she lists the veil and Fuck she's yeah. more gone, I'm like, 100%. We're going to get there. We're yeah, going to get there. Next scene we get is okay. So this War. one like huh. back and forth. What is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Say it again now. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, Cumber's army is arriving, rolling up on the phase. First, it's like archers are up on the hill as the phase are trying to board these Pendragon ships. Archers are firing down on them. Some dude takes a boat, you know, like an arrow through the jugular. Um, just a lot of death. <laughs> Does Kim have the necklace on? Is that why she's being saved? Because she's just running and not Does getting hit by. I, I don't know because I she she's running with the crowd her. and everybody but her gets n- hit with it. Yeah, arrow. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. it could be she's cigar, but it was also the quick. same thing we saw when Nimue was running through the village in like episode two or True. whatever it was when yeah. she just was not getting killed. But yeah, also cigar is on her side, so we'll just assume it's that. Curv- so. Curving arrows. <laughs> Little wanted action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we find out that Cumber has kept his promise to the Red Paladins to slaughter any Fae trying to board a ship. Um, the, our boy Roth gets killed, the leader of the Tusks. He that gets was, yeah. down. It was intense. I didn't. R.I.P. It was intense, and this was a really, really, really well done battle scene. I thought, like, agree, kind of large scale, and this show I think has done a pretty good job There's with a the lot. choreography yeah. and the sword fighting in general. So I and I thought this scene in particular was really cool. And, you know, like, Roth is going out like a badass. He's fighting people, like, you know, who are, like, his twice the size. And the guy who kills him is a a man amongst men, definitely. Like, he's a big dude just wielding a huge axe and just takes it right to the stomach. So, yeah, that'll kill any Mm -hmm. anybody, really. But, yeah, so as the fight is going on, we see Red Spear ships starting to roll up. And I, I was think, like, yes. yes. Like, I mean, they're, safe, they're here for Pim, someone, that's why. Someone thought it was more of Cumber's men, and they said, oh, no, it might have been Pim. That's that what said, I, oh, I, no, I, it's, Red it's Red Spear I, ships. And I thought it was Cumber's men. I was like, there's just more of yeah, them. And I thought like, they were absolutely screwed, but I was so hyped that it was the Red Spear because I love the Red Spear. Me too. And they I haven't love, seen enough and, of them. And they love Pim, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and this scene kind of flashes back and forth from the battle to kind of other scenes going on. Next, we get Idis at the Red Paladin camp 
telling Father Cardin that, hey, Cumber and his troops are doing their part of the deal. They're slaughtering these phase like we agreed. Um, but your part of the deal was to give us the sword and Nimue doesn't have the sword. At which point Cardin kind of just airs it out and says, King Uther is going soft on, this, on these fey people. It'll take a little, is, we need answers. It'll be like, yeah. we'll get answers in like days or weeks being or too simple, Being too sympathetic to the wolf blood witch. Like he says, if any of his men give you any shit, you just start fighting. I loved it. I loved that. I was getting yeah. hype. I was like, let me get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, if anyone tries to cross you, yeah, just kill them. And yep. so now it's Red Paladins are fully committing to Cumber's cause and are now anti King Uther completely, mm -hmm. which previously they were kind of playing both sides of the fence. Yeah, they were on both sides. So, and now I guess they are engaging in full out war on King Uther. So, mm -hmm. there we go. Back. To the battle scene, uh, we get the Red Spear leader. Do we get her name? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the group was called Red Spear until later we find yeah. out that the the leader Captain. is named Red Spear. Who we love. Who yeah. we, we love. Are yeah. big her fans. name is Red Spear, and she is amazing. We do love her. Uh, I have right here, Red Spear rides in for Team Fuck Cumber. So we hear <laughs> that the Red Spear hates Cumber and his daughter's and it's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. And like you said, this, like the whole scene is just like yeah. very well done. Just like the whole fighting and the intensity of when Red Spear arrives mm -hmm. and her gang of raiders, like it's there. So Red Spear is saying, kill all of Cumber's men, but leave Dagmar to me, which is one of the sisters right. or one of the daughters of Cumber. Um, Correct. Which, the sister of Ida. And which we never knew they knew each other, right? We had heard in one of the scenes where Pim was on the Red Spears ship, uh, she says something along, she, she shows, verbalizes her disdain for Cumber and specifically the sisters. I think she says like, see, and when they were fighting too, are we, bitch, are we like, at that point in time, like of them fighting? Yeah. Yeah. So. I just like, I thought, I just noticed like, I thought they looked alike. They like, do. Could they Red Spear be like a lost sister? Like, well, they're both sister? definitely more Viking esque than. I just didn't know if it was like the design of like the. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just, I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if it was like the design of the Viking that made them look similar and that they were both brunette or like that was meant to make them look it's, similar it's, in that it's like supposed to drive these questions i totally yeah. thought the same thing and it's hard to tell what they're trying but then yeah, we get i mean only time will tell with these kinds of right. questions so we get the red spear almost getting killed and then arthur saves the day with an arrow mm -hmm. and then they do the classic so, battle thing where they look at each other and they just a nod, nod and a yeah, nod it's where like, it's like as if you have the time but for drama sake thank you a yeah. head nod is just like yeah i love a good it is in every battle scene yeah. of every movie and show of all time, the knot. I ship yeah, I Red Spear <laughs> and Arthur. There's Sparks any, were flying like right there. Anytime anyone and looks at I each other, I needed that look. Yeah, because that is what I needed to confirm the ship. Yeah, but like, now, but that's what I needed. And I'm confirming. I'm going to say Nimue and Morgana, or I'm shipping that. So Nimue, I don't think Morgana, so. Wow. so You're think, kidding. So I don't think. I love now, it. Now this is all. But this is all coming. You do, you this freak. is all coming together on our theories of Arthur and Nimue just not being real. Like it just doesn't I'm feel like. I'm full it's okay. in on those two not being. I don't together think only they are. I think they're like these, like these small things. That's that mm -hmm. I fuck right there. You know that could yeah. mean something in the future. Yeah. So, so Arthur, worth noting, 
Okay, so how this plays out is Red Spear engages Dagmar in a fight, gets disarmed. While this is going on, Arthur is killing the guy who killed Roth. So mm-hmm. he gets his first kill. When the Red Spear gets disarmed, Arthur, like, bows down Dagmar, who yeah. was about to kill Red Spear. So it was more than just, like, helping her out. Like, she was about to die. That's why they had the look. That's where the nod yeah, comes that's... into play. <laughs> also, meanwhile, Kaze is being a boss, protecting Pim yeah. and the Faye, like, civilians without, in the cave. That goes without question. Kaze, great. She didn't have, like pretty much anything these past two episodes but she's still steady killing it in the background um and so like i guess uh the finishing blow is given uh by the red spear yeah and this is an interesting this do you have the quote yeah what was it it was just the ice king's throne will be mine tell itis she's next so okay yeah so i am looking at the quote right now and so this made me this is where i'm really thinking like there could there could be a sister like she could be a sister like she what if she was like the firstborn daughter and she was like oh, his king hell. or something but the, yes. thing, but the thing is is like she said tell your sister like she didn't just say tell ida she said tell your sister seems like, personal yeah so it's like i think so that kind of almost scratches out that theory but i still there's still hope for it that i like that uh the red spear could still be cumber's daughter in my mind hell I yeah i love that possible. theory that's i think a that's a possible theory. thing and i don't know how that would play in po- politically but it could play in you know hell yeah i want that i want anything good for the red spear me too okay we good on this that's pretty much all that happens red spear's fine arthur's fine Mm -hmm. yeah we're good love red spear (laughs) next we are going to salt brother and squirrel squirrel's just the legend like i don't have any of the quotes of this exchange go for it so what's the eyeball guy's name salt brother salt brother Brother is threatening to take his tongue all this stuff uh squirrel says go ahead take it i'll still be talking i'll be in your nightmares talking telling you how ugly you are yeah. just so incredible why is i mean he amazing to why the is he a, end the of his last breath he will be shit talking and that oh, is our yeah. boy. that is that was proof like he was facing death and he just did nothing but shit talk death in the face right there <laughs> i love it um, our boy Percival, we can say that for a fact now our boy yeah. Percival. Yes, he says, night he of the round table to be another dope line when you try to wake up, your eyes won't open because you sewed them up like a bloody idiot. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like an idiot. Like that entire line about telling, like, I'll be in your nightmares and you can't even wake up from it because your eyes can't open because you sewed them shut. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> Incredible. Squirrel. And then we get a save from Weeping Monk himself oh, who just keeps coming man, in yeah. to save the kids. This made me oh, yeah. feel so good. I was just like, like, I know it was just, like, recently that we found out that he was Faye, but, like, I'm so glad that he was able to just yeah. save yeah. the boy. Save the uh-huh. boy. Gotta save the boy. Um, That's all we get here is just yeah. him killing just love to see, Yeah, just love to out. see the Weeping Monk switch sides. Mm-hmm. Weeping Monk's... I might go on record as saying Weeping Monk is my favorite character. Yeah. It quickly my, became that because all it was was just Weeping Monk was just known as a mercenary, just murdered Faye, was part of the Red Paladins. And now yeah. we're getting backstory, yeah. which, yes, makes at least, I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but right now, for me, 
he is the most interesting character. I will right say, now. especially Weeping Monk and Squirrel together. You're kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, what oh, yeah. a duo. Oh, I didn't even think yeah, he just What a duo. Oh, God. Stop talking about these two because we'll get to them. We'll oh, get to it. Oh, my yeah. God. Next scene we get is oh, going to be Nimway and Gawain. Um, yeah. and I didn't see this coming. I did not. not. Did I. Well, it's, one, because also I had explicitly said Gawain was a knight of the round table. Right. And he's fucking dead. <laughs> he's yeah, just, what do we do? They, like, Nimue's sitting there just, like, eagerly waiting to hear back from Squirrel and Gawain, and the guards just right. man, just toss this ragdoll, his, this yeah. body. They throw the his ground. body and say, here's your friend. And she starts, like, crying, gets very emotional, and then her fey powers, like, the ivy starts coming up on her cheeks, and she has this weird, like, I don't know, chakra blast or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's like a key blast. Yeah. It's like just something straight out of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, that just like, yeah, shakes she, the she whole freaks earth. out it on it. Earth, like it's man. like an earthquake or yeah, something. It shakes the fucking earth. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so she's emotional. R.I.P. Gawain. She like runs out, or maybe she faints, but grass starts to grow around Gawain, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I nice thought it was touch. a good, uh, yeah. It was symbolic. I think it's interesting how they did that because obviously we saw him get tortured and everything, but we don't see his death, right? Like, we don't see the moment he actually no. died. I mean, that's, like you said, symbolic. We get the death, but it's more like he's he is a big character. You could have had the most epic, like, gut-wrenching death I would have liked to screen. see him die fighting, yeah. Yeah. Well, I everyone like wants a warrior's death. The round table. How about that? Yeah. She could just, actually, like, electrocute but, his chest. But those like are the that. kind of wrenches we need. Like, they, they did say, like, this isn't, like, all actual lore. Like, this is just, like, right. our we take on it. it. Be, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why, like, seeing Gawain dead was, like, a twist for me because I was, like, I was full-on expecting this guy to live through it all. Are we a hundred percent sure he's dead? Because no. like her powers, like no. it was. So we haven't quick. seen her use it those wasn't... powers for anybody else, and I feel like I saw his cheeks start to like show Ivy himself, like she like was doing something mm, to yeah. heal him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. We're talking like we're a hundred percent sure. I speculate. No, but, but no, I. I, do, to believe I will dead. digress and say that I agree in that. Like it didn't feel like a death. Like yeah. it right. didn't feel like it was meaningful. Like there was like, you know, tears were shed and, you know, it was emotional, but it didn't feel that deep. So I really, yeah. I think there is hope for Gawain still being alive and that maybe she did just give him some of her life force. I know? don't Who think knows? we got enough Gawain Green Knight to have him be dead. Like yeah. I really, truly don't. I can't believe that they would introduce. Like he's this, not going like, to, he's not going to be able to see the weeping monk be a good guy and like lead the troops. Like he was the one who inspired the weeping monk and I now agree. he's dead. So I, well, dead in quotes, we'll leave yeah. it. Like it's not a question. Be it's, able to see it's, Percival become a man. Yeah, <laughs> no, he has to, he has yeah, to live he up. Must. He, uh, now that we're talking Speaking about of it. Yeah. Percival. Yeah, yeah. Baby. We're going to move on to Abbott. Uh, oh my God. Wicklow. Abbott Wicklow. Wicklow. Yes. Yes. We could Abbott be just Wicklow. getting this so wrong well, right now. My notes say Villock, and I think I just gave up on trying to remember <laughs> his name. So now I keep like seeing Villock. <laughs> Abbott Wicklow um, and the Trinity Guard are waiting to confront the Weeping Monk, who is now with Squirrel. Mm-hmm. The Weeping Monk takes out two of them, like 2v1, but then they like surround him, and he gets messed up, is about to be executed by one of the Trinity Guard when Squirrel, from afar, who's observing the scene, throws a rock at the dude who's about to, like, pass down the sentence, which kind of just gives the Weeping Monk, I don't know, a burst of energy and distracts him just enough for him to start, like... It's just, like, 
this is like what this is why you save like yeah this is you save this boy and now he's returning the favor like this yep. is like something you've never yes. like, felt yeah. before like you've been out there like you do something for someone and it's just like a, a like a tap on the shoulder like yeah you did a good job whatever but like now it's like this is friendship right yeah. here this Hell is what yeah. friends are for uh -huh. like help one another You're me up yeah right so i mean it was, this is how i was feeling i was Dude. like this is this is the blossoming of a friendship we, right weeping here. monk told him to run away just like get yourself to cover something before he started to be a badass and take it on himself for him to like stick around. Yes. He dude. doesn't know that. Yeah. He's never had that feeling of having someone actually there yeah. for them. Squirrel actually. picks up a sword too, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like he starts like yes. walking it's forward. It's the foreshadowing. Dude, he's walking incredible. forth. I can't wait till he can so like epic. actually. Oh, Honestly, by, by next season, he's going to grow a foot. Kids that oh, age grow a foot oh, so yeah. bad. Oh, his voice is going to change yeah. and he's going to be so creepy. <laughs> Whatever. Squirrel, we love you. Keep but going. Yeah, it. We love Mike, The Weeping Monk is, we got a very cool scene. He's just fighting all odds right now. Right. So, next scene we get, still in the same camp, which is kind of going crazy at the moment because the Red Paladins are now against Uther, but Cardin finally has a hold of Nimue. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess they kind of took her from underneath Uther, right? Just she's in the camp and said, yeah, Nimue, think, you're mine now. Yeah. So Cardin is about to execute Nimue when the widow arrives. <laughs> oh, my, my God. My goodness gracious. My head was spinning, honestly. She, yeah, <laughs> the widow just gets in between Cardin and Nimue. Opens up the veil, lifts the veil, and it's Morgana <laughs> is under the veil. My brain exploded. I was exploded. literally seeing stars. I yeah. was like, what am I missing here? You yeah. know, but like it was it was an intense, awesome yeah. moment though. Because For now sure. that we've talked about it and we've explained that transition and everything, mm -hmm. makes a little more sense. It was just awesome. Yeah, you know? Cardin's like, what the fuck? Nimway's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like <laughs> she the lifts fuck? a veil, turns to skeleton in front of Cardin. He's like, Oh my gosh, and then Nimway gets the finishing blow. See, that's like that's the I think that must be the unnatural sight, like the look of death, basically. Like mm -hmm. I see you in my skull form, you're dead. And Nimway just yeah, gets Morgana gave her the sword and yeah. so I guess the unnatural sight I thought the unnatural I, I'm sight sure that, was the that ability to tell yeah, I'm sure that can was. die. Okay. Who's about to die? No, that something would, like that. that. Would probably, okay, that. Okay. So yeah, <clears throat> same. Thing. Yeah. So, what are you? Do -do -do -do. I'm the widow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. chop that um, fucking head off, oh Nimway, yeah. baby. Nimway chops off Cardin's head, which I was, I was, I was, I was heart, yeah, I was heartbroken because yeah. I was like, Cardin was my guy from episode one. I was always like, Cardin is best actor, best, on the best show. actor on the show, without a doubt, For and. Sure. There it goes. That head just gets completely separated from the body. And although it was definitely a great scene, yeah. I will miss having Father Cardin as a villain. But boy, R this is the, the turn we I needed from Nimue. Yep. Pity. Yeah. Oh, rips, in the, rips in the chat. No, F's in chat, baby. F's um, in chat. So yeah, and this is where we get this just very obvious exposition we were talking about where Morgana and Nimue are talking and Morgana says, I killed the widow and then I became her. Now I can feel who's going to die. And that's all we and really get because Morgana really probably doesn't even know, know what the fuck's going on And right we now. get a little bit of who is next, actually. 
isn't doesn't she say Merlin? She's like, oh yeah, yeah she's she like, and now I'm feeling Merlin. someone else, Merlin. But yeah. luckily, he's just dead on that sack of potatoes and oh, he's in the tent. Well, so he's she also, the I don't camp. know if it's here, but isn't is she explaining like you can like there's still hope? Like I know it's Merlin. You can't. You, there's still time to go save him. Like right now, he is currently dying. Yeah, like there's yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. to go save him. Okay. Yeah. But hopefully, season two will explain the whole transition of what that scene happened because it was literally just like, not, yeah, <laughs> not because none of the characters really know what's going on either. So yeah. there's no way for us to find out. But mm -hmm. that's really it. Morgana and Nimue go find Merlin in the tent and take him away. That's the end of that scene. Next one we get is Arthur and Red Spear. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> um, where the Red Spear, like, more officially introduces herself, says, you know, I owe you a debt. I am the Red Spear, exile of the court of the Ice King, a court now under siege by traitors. Um, did you just say exiled by the... Yes. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I that know. is her that is his first daughter right there it's in our face. And like she that. got exiled a hundred percent. She could be and like the reason his older she, sister or something. That is also safe. She the fact is that she's the hottest like, girl on the show, also. And she also could <laughs> I have to say that. I'm giving them the eyes. I'm getting the uh, I'm giving them the eyes. But no, that also brings back to the point where I said earlier was like tell your sister or whatever. Yeah. She also just might not identify herself as yeah. one of them so 100 theory is now it, back open I'm for in. business I'm baby in. theory yeah. is back red open spear. for business yeah boy we better love than it ever spear. was honestly yeah. love it okay um but yeah so it's arthur and red spear are officially introducing uh themselves to each other and they have overlapping interests uh so they are now allies red spear and the fae are allies ship it and our fae, our fae needs some allies right now. And the Red Spear just rolled up on Cumber's men. So yeah. we're good. Next scene we get is Nimue, Morgana, and Merlin. Oh, just boy. a casual little scene. Yeah. Nothing crazy here. <laughs> so they I love are the going way this by. was shot. This, this, yeah. Where they decided yeah, to shoot like this, this set is beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. not at all at like, the bridge. coolest place ever. Waterflow. <laughs> like, like, wa yeah. Bridge going over this rushing waterfall like cut into the side of a mountain or something it's yeah. just like awesome this scene and merlin of course picks here to just collapse and say no like uh, i can't go on just leave me here enter iris enter iris but before that i love that nimue is still saying i have to go back for a squirrel like it's yeah. like i'm going back True. for a squirrel she's a loyal ass bitch i mean a lot of kings will go for that sacrifice the one for the many type thing I mean, but after what we've so... seen a squirrel i would go back I would, i'd be like see, oh yeah this kid is meant to i'd be like this guy is meant to be something one day like mm -hmm. i'm gonna put my life on the line for this guy yeah Talking about buying stock in somebody, squirrel. Yeah, yeah squirrel. I'll buy stock in squirrel <laughs> and Arthur right oh now. Oh my god, all of it. But yes, enter Iris. Ooh, enter scared. Iris, and there's not much back and forth. Nimue just looks up and doesn't understand. She says, "Iris, what are you doing here?" Mm -hmm. Um, and Iris loads the bow and just puts two right in Nimue's chest. And Nimue is charging oh forward during this too. She gets shot once yeah. in the left and left shoulder. She's still pushing and she gets another one on the right where it like yeah. throws her and other remember, side of the body. I, I, I remember looking too at the like the time at where I'm at and I'm just like there's 10 minutes left in this right. episode like what is yeah. going to happen and m more shit happens but yeah. like I'm just so like I'm wanting more. Like this is like what a season finale is supposed to do like I'm getting to the end of these 10 minutes. I'm like, 
is season two yeah. ready to be queued up or what? Yeah. Like Iris but, yeah. is cold behind the eye shooting these arrows. Looking hot Nimway, as hell. Oh, that's insane <laughs> and psychotic. Um, <laughs> uh, Nimway so falls. She is hurt and bad. She falls off the bridge. Merlin grabs her by the hand. It is gut-wrenching. And then she falls into the water. And boy, what a time. Merlin loses his shit, immediately goes for the Sword of Power, which he is very familiar with. And <laughs> An starts, old friend. starts wielding it and just starts absolutely murking on paladins oh who are rushing God. on. This is like what... he's whipping it around, conjuring lightning storms. And Iris is like, oh, shit. We've been waiting for this ever since we saw that little glimpse of merlin using magic in that uh flashback oh, yeah. where he just just seals the door or whatever it is like mm -hmm. causes some rubble to happen but this is what we've been waiting for merlin oh, yeah. at his peak being a fucking badass just shooting lightning everywhere just anywhere that it matters truly uh, epic i mean just the the mourning of a daughter from mm -hmm. a father talk about magic comes from fucking pain oh my god yeah I love it. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's what's in store for Merlin. I don't know what's in store for the sword of power. Like who's going to wield it next? I guess it goes to I. I don't know. There are so many questions I have. Like going into season two from so, this man. scene. Yeah, he grabs Morgana and they disappear. They just tell Iris. Away. Yeah, yeah, Iris escapes also, which mm -hmm. is important. Being the very important the main yes. villain of season two, I assume. Because now that Father Carton's dead, like she like. Must be the one to step up to the plate. I have I to like. assume she'll be the face of the church. Church now, yeah. yeah. Like um, basically play Father Carton's position, yeah. which I'm happy with. Like the actress is doing a very good job. Uh, Wicklow also got away too. He was able to get away right. from the Weeping Knight as after well. he took yes. out the Trinity Guard. Speaking of the Weeping Knight, we have him and Squirrel on horseback fleeing I'm the scene. Literally, like goosebumps are yeah. just Dude, running this, over yeah. my okay, body. Okay, this is the duo of the century. <laughs> them putting squirrel and the weeping knight or weeping monk together it makes it even more, like yes. after what he says here it makes it even more like meaningful like yeah. it was a very natural conversation it didn't feel for forced being like okay squirrel's an animal's name what's your actual freaking name kid yeah. like tell me and he's like i don't like that name percival ah! Personal. Well, we knew like, that one, right? You said, and then when we get the Lancelot yeah. reveal, oh, yeah, the weeping God, monk is dude. Lancelot. I got, I probably was laying in, I was laying in bed last night. It was like ten o'clock when I had probably watched it, and like I was energy out the ass. I got out of bed yeah. and I was like panting back and forth. I was like, what? the hell just this happened. was an awesome reveal oh i wasn't expecting it God. i should have been expecting it i should have been because i had I was mentioned hyped too because i had mentioned in our last podcast episode because when or maybe not it was this podcast we talked about squirrel no it was last podcast where squirrel okay. so when squirrel revealed himself as percival i was like that means a lot to me because the only few nights of the round table yeah. i know are arthur percival and lancelot like i don't yeah. really know the names of anyone else and it didn't even appear to me like at the time like that we've already been introduced to Lancelot like all this yeah. stuff and here he is been staring us in the face the, the whole time oh yeah hot boy weeping monk yeah no. like <laughs> love that that's yeah. good for me when it's a said, great deal. Oh, I just still can't get over that that reveal was like that was way better than the Merlin being Nimue's father reveal like this was just something 
completely out of the blue. That I just, was excited yeah, for this one. Totally. I was really excited and for this, this one. This is when I was definitely it. like, awesome. okay, I season two, where are you? Like, yeah. this is really, I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm pissed. I can't watch more. They of had this. that up their sleeve the whole time. They, they, knew they were getting yeah. a season two when you drop they Lancelot, knew. you get a season two. Yep. All right. We have one more scene here. It is at like the holy land of the church i don't know their can't main believe this building. is how the episode ended what like was what chills what was the name of like the head head of the church the really really old dude i forget did we get his name like just his holiness I yeah think. Just his what holiness were, yeah. is there so it's a big deal and it's like a, a ceremony something's happening iris, celebrating something iris is becoming sister iris of the trinity guard um the and first they she's got to be the first woman right yeah we don't see many women in the red there's paladins gotta be huge things in store because anytime like yeah, she wanted to join sure. they're like oh you're a woman there's no way but like so we she must be girls. she's probably the yeah. first sister you know like well she hey. killed the wolf blood she, witch that um, was yeah, that was in their, number one in their bingo book dude i was waiting for nimway's eyes to open in that water did we get eyes open i was no no i sure was like was. waiting for her to just be like and then go to no, that'll be the beginning of season yeah. two just her um, eyes also open. though iris has lightning scars all over her mm -hmm. face looks pretty cool honestly because merlin merlin Rose hitting her with lightning yeah that is the end of episode 10 that is the end of season one Shit. i never like at the after recording episodes one to three i never would have thought that i would at this point in time feel like this like yeah. i want more cursed nope. mm -hmm. i didn't feel no like that shot in hell and yeah. here i am and here i am literally just i've still i my goosebumps haven't gone away still like, i got these lucky that i was on the last two podcast episodes because these were the, were the best, best episodes yeah these were the best ones to be on and 100%. I guess yeah, there's not much else for me to say other than episode 10 was by far, again, the best episode. Yeah. Like, And I said it at the beginning, this entire season has felt like one big crescendo. Like each episode has topped the last. Yep. And that's how you want a season. That's how you want yeah. a show to be, you know? I'm going to go ahead and say, obviously, Nimue is not dead. But Gawain, I'm going to say, not yeah, dead. Yeah, we have any theories. I'm hoping that Gawain is not Gawain dead. Alive. Um, um, I such a come up for Weeping Monk, Lancelot. Like, I don't even well, have he is a, just gonna have know. a character. Just he's gonna have a oh. journey because he's gonna be introduced to the Fae, and the Fae are gonna be like, "We don't want him." Yeah, why? But he right. is a Fae, and he's Gawain also a strong. World is about, and he's a strong Fae. Yeah, he is. he's gonna be the strong. It's like Gawain. He could be the new I think Green Monk. All Fae's are brothers, man. One. Even the lost. So that's ones. a cool theory, actually. But I'm thinking like the only way Weeping Monk gains any reputation with the Fae is Gawain. So he has to come back and vouch. Like, the people, tr the most trusted Fae right now is, like, well, was Gawain. Like, mm -hmm. everyone knew of the Green yeah. Knight and how he was a hero to the Fae. So, like, if, if not and if, Gawain, and if, it's Squirrel. And if he, yeah. he's vouching for Lancelot, then, like, you know, I feel like that just only solidifies Lancelot being there. So I love that we're calling him Lancelot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it feels Sir good. Lancelot, feels good. Oh my feels gosh, good. Sir Lancelot. But yeah, that's goddamn. That's our season. Yeah, that's the season. I guess we'll end it with a quick bang, kill, marry, of as course, per as usual. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're doing fuck gender. We don't care here. I think this is the first one we are mixing genders up, which yeah. is. And all cool. of them, all across the board. Yeah. All it's a big step for the pod. It is. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. giant leap for Binge Town. So uh, we are doing the theme of this one is leaders. What do we say? Leaders. Yeah, it was of like just leaders of leaders. like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Faction leaders. So we're doing the Red Spear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, Cumber. 
and King Uther. All right, let me let me take it right here. Easy. Um, so I easy. am going to marry the Red Spear because she is Bay. She's a badass. She's beautiful. Like she's on Team Faye. She's one of the good guys. She loves Pim. I love Pim. I couldn't have like, said it any better, dude, Tag. She's she's she. I'm putting a ring on it right right then and there. Between the two kings, Cumber and Uther. I'm not sold on Uther. I think he's a little bitch boy down to his core. I don't think he's a good king. I, he doesn't command respect. I'm killing him. Cumber, I'm getting some of those Bobby B vibes from Game of Thrones. I think he's aggressive. I think he's big. He could be a nice yeah. bear. He could be a nice bear are, in the sack, the man. In my head and I'm right going to bang Cumber. I hate to not add any original thoughts to this, but hot fuck yeah. tags. That was exactly what I... Damn, I am about to vomit. Thank you, Mary. That's how I'm at. But yeah. <laughs> I'll divert. Okay. Fuck Cumber. He's getting he's getting the axe. Okay, so you you're just not said him. fuck Cumber. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not like <laughs> actually fucking him. him. I will screw be Cumber. Yeah, screw Cumber. Little he's getting that. Even yeah. that. I hate oh, Cumber. Yeah, there you go. Screw yeah, Cumber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. So killing him. I will kill Umber. Cumber. 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 Wow. Yeah. Umber. Umber. Yeah, I don't that's what popped in my head. Love it. Yeah, we'll get um, that. And then I'll bang. Well, okay, the Red Spear Rollin Agreement's the Mary right there. I'll, oh, put, yeah, I'll put a ring on it. Hot, hot I'll girl. put a ring on it. And then I guess that leaves me to bang uh Uther, which I like I've said, I've never yeah. had quarrels with Uther, so I'll take my one night stand with Uther. All right, fair enough. <laughs> wow, hell yeah. I mean I'm agreeing fully with tags, but Red Spear. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I'm a little scared Ooh. of her, I'm not going to lie. Another series but, down, guys. I know. Cruising. I, this was a good one. I'm so glad it ended up being something we, especially us three, are like fucking high. Ended about. on a really high note, and I'm I'm happy about it. Yeah. yeah. The, this, this show really came into its own, and I, I enjoy it. I, I'm going to be recommending it to people because if you're not podcasting about it, I think this could be such an easy one just to crush in like a week and binge. And that's what I'm going to tell you something, though. I So just as as a rule, I watch a lot of sci-fi stuff. Sometimes you watch it and things go over your head. I always watch list, or read recaps. Mm -hmm. And uh, the recaps, no offense to the recap people, I'm like, these recaps are not that great. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, talking with you guys really makes me go, okay. The things that maybe I didn't fully grasp at first mm -hmm. i'm like you yeah there's some things like it's that's so why nice haven't... and that's why podcasting is my number one like just listen i listen to podcasts yeah. on every fucking show i love so i'm I, just me i'm acting like a fan listening to youtube boys talk about this yeah. i'm like cool <laughs> i mean i've sat through like the 100 podcasts and like i've never watched it but like just hearing you guys like the passion <laughs> but yeah. yeah enough self self-promotion self yeah. yeah yeah whatever we'll we'll gas each other i up. just mean like uh, this is one of those ones where i would need supplemental content to kind yeah, of agree, talk yeah, through you need to hear mm -hmm. yeah everything agree. exactly and boy we are happy to provide it we we are oh, yeah definitely so that's the episode if you like what you heard give binge down tv a follow on twitter and instagram and subscribe to our show on spotify and the apple podcast app we're figuring out our next show for binge with us so if you have any suggestions for another binge with us show let us know maybe we'll consider it who's to say we're tossing a bunch around uh we also have episodes following the seventh and final season of the cw series the hundred and another binge with us series following the show spartacus watch them give it a listen thanks for listening everybody have a fucking great week let's go let's go Woo. emily coates i'll miss you <laughs>